0: Is a vampire. Sent
1: to Secret destroyer.
2: You're a dangerous secret, Isaac.
1: I'm not running anymore.
3: I know what I have to do. Hey, I can help you. Besides, we've got a better chance if we stick
0: together. It's not a chance, Isaac. Other people
3: are just a liability. Isaac, I know you're confused right now,
2: but you gotta trust me, okay? You're in terrible, terrible danger! (laughs)
1: Playthrough, a podcast in which four strapping middle-aged men talk about modern and middle-aged games. And if you've missed the boat on a particular game, just like this one, Dead Space 2, don't worry, we're bringing it back. We're bringing the conversation back, aren't we? James Middleton.
2: We are. Hello.
1: Andrew Gilmore. Good evening. Hello. I'm Mads Christensen.
3: I'm I'm just very, very sad that you, you broke that perfect intro that we just had and just uh, re-recorded one where we didn't interrupt you and, and, and didn't do anything funny
2: we was all being professional weren't we Well, it's because I fell
1: over my words on the first thing I said uh, this, is the- <laughs> this is the
2: same problem I had on the uh, Vanquish episode no one interrupted mm. me I-, I did it for myself <laughs> 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 I got a to touch of the gyms at the end of the yeah. last waffle
1: episode <laughs> <But Yeah. laughs> stop touching Jim yeah. We have to make we have to make sure that yeah. Try not to touch Jim after the conversation we had before we started recording, which we won't <laughs> we won't revisit. Gentlemen, Isaac Clark is back. We've been playing the first third or so of Dead Space Two, and we're ready to get stuck in, aren't we? To the mm. detail. Oh yeah. Oh yes. But before we do, I'm going to ask you to be swift because there's a lot to cover. What have you been up to, Mads?
3: What have I been up to? I've been up to playing give us Dead
1: a, Space. Give us a rattle through. <laughs> Once again.
3: <laughs> give us a rattle through what you've been up to. Uh, a rattle through. I've, I've been enjoying playing Dead Space and diving into that uh, whole universe. I played the first one because I, I didn't play with you guys when you did the pi- pilot episodes. So I've uh, played the first game, really enjoyed it. Uh, I've watched the, the two anime movies that are there there's one that's uh that takes place just before the first game and one that takes place just before the second game so i've been watching those as well and yeah really getting into the the whole universe of dead space so i'm uh i'm ready for this mate
1: yeah yeah it's good isn't it like the wider the wider universe is got some good stuff in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's good really fun good. they've made they've built a really interesting
3: universe these guys are visceral yeah indeed
1: so other than Dead Space, anything else to report?
3: Uh, well, apart from Dead Space, I've been playing Stray, for example, which um, I've just got a bit further today. It's uh, it's growing on me. I, I quite enjoy it, and it's kind of a, a Sen-like game. It's uh, your standard action-adventure game, but instead of being a big guy with muzzles and guns, you're a cat, and that's actually quite a, a nice and refreshing change once. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. It's a good game, and it's on... No, it's not... I played on the PS5. Uh, That's is, so
2: yeah. is it a cat with muscles? or?
3: No, the cat hasn't really got... Well, it, it's it's got cat muscles. It's crazy good at jumping, of course. But uh, apart from that, it's just a cat mate. And it's so <laughs> lifelike that when I, there's a button, you can press to meow to make the noises. And uh, my, my dog, every time I do that, he sets up... Looks at the screen. So. <laughs> <laughs> you played it, didn't you, Andy? As well? Yeah, I got about halfway through it
0: and was enjoying it, but it didn't have quite enough. I think it was probably I went on holiday or something happened whereby mm. it just broke up the play, and then I didn't. There wasn't enough there to to draw me back in. But I, same as you, Mads, I was enjoying it while I was playing it. Something quite different. I think mm. had it not been kind of taken away from it, I would have seen it
3: through. I, I can totally there. see where you're coming from there because it is a game, it's a beautiful game, but at the same time it's nothing special and it's just another action adventure game full of small fetch quests and a, a nice little story it wants to tell you. So on one hand I'm really enjoying it, on the other hand I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I should just install Oddworld Soulstorm or something like that and get get into a game I'll enjoy even more. So uh, mm. it's not an experience you should just throw away, it's it's a nice little game, but it's nothing uh, it's n- nothing revolutionary.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah
1: what about you then Andy tell us about the fact that you've been downloading videos from YouTube and passing them off as your own
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah this is uh, this came about so that basically
0: summarizes what I've been doing for the past week is that I ordered and got the um, uh, Modern Warfare 2 on the PS5 and Roar! I buy it yeah I buy these <laughs> games these days purely for the campaign because I know that there's going to be quite a nice little Mm. self-contained story in there. It's usually about eight hours or so. So like we touched on with um other games being playing recently, something around Mm. the eight to ten hour mark, like with Vanquish example, just a perfect length of time to is enough to get stuck into something, but then not so much that you have to keep finding time to get back to it. Yeah. And it's good, I, um, I would say good would be the word that I would use actually. It's your standard everything that's good and bad about Call of Duty, some good, bad, and ugly stuff in there. It is... There's some nice missions in it, but then there's some that they really... They've tried to branch out a little bit, and some of the stuff just doesn't work, I would say. Like, as an example, there's a couple of missions where you are without any weapons whatsoever. They're almost like stealth missions, and they've tried to introduce this crafting wheel like what you had in The Last of Us. Oh, God. But um, (laughs) it's really... I find the interface very clunky, and it's just you don't buy a Call of Duty game to play sections no, like that. No, it worked no. in The Last no. of Us, but it's all about big guns, big explosions. Shooty, and shooty, fast, fast is yeah, 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 when yeah. it accepts what it is and commits to it, I don't think you can touch it as a series. The yeah. production... Mm. It's probably the best-looking game I've seen on the PS5 so far. I don't yeah, know if you've seen That's it. what I've...
1: I've I've read that, so I, did, I don't know whether you would read Eurogamer, but that's what the the Eurogamer review actually w- wasn't complimentary to it actually, and and they talked about the retconning of the story, you know, yeah. from Modern Warfare two, and yeah. said a bit cynical, but they said, and I've also read it, I think on Kotaku as well, that technically it's probably the best looking game made today. Yeah, I would agree. Both in game and the
0: cutscenes are yeah. phenomenal. They are yeah. almost photorealistic. They're really really yeah. good. Um, Uh, Yeah, I was reading reviews afterwards. I didn't read anything until I played the campaign, and then I went back and read the reviews. And there's a real mixed bag, definitely, and I would agree with Mm. that. But I think the game itself is very mixed. There's some missions that are... There's a couple, the one especially that is a driving one, which it almost looks like an Xbox 360 game, to be honest, and plays like an Xbox 360 game. But then the other stuff, there's one where you're walking around Amsterdam city centre. And it just, the whole thing is just alive. It is phenomenal. So it's, yeah, um, it's really good. And then uh, uh, I had intended to get onto the community playthrough of A Link to the Past. Yeah, But like the, um, like the, uh, like the, the, uh, the love struck, teenager that keeps coming back for more punishment from the girl that ignores him i thought do you know what i'll just have a quick look at the multiplayer on this to see what it's like <laughs> and right away i just <laughs> let's Team see I, hours later i find myself still just grinding away to get the next add on the next add on the next add on but I would say that actually that is probably and that's obviously what it's built around these days. But I think you can almost justify the price of the game for the the
1: multiplayer and the amount of development that's gone into it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Eurogamers. Euro the guy at Eurogamer said that you could you could probably hive off the multiplayer element of the game and sell it as a full price. Yeah, package I would on its own. I would agree because
0: uh, there's a new one called Invasion and it's twenty vs twenty human players on a big map, but then it also drops in. Um, I think it might be 12, if not more. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's 24, maybe 12 a side. So it might be a 64-player battle. Um, It drops in uh, AI bots as well. But what it does is it means that rather than playing against 63 other people who might who just spend all their time taking out before you even get a chance to see them is that there's always a certain number of bots on the map as well and the the AI on them is not particularly great so you're always getting kills and scores even if you're not taking out the human players there's yeah. always other people that you can so you feel like you're actually making some progress Yeah. Uh, yeah. but like I say I, I have just seen hours of my life disappear this past week and <laughs> Before I knew it, I was <laughs> in up to my neck again. But uh, it's really good fun. I I like it. It's just something that in between sessions, if you just want to sit down for an hour and play something, mm. you can very much do that. Um, well,
1: it was a very sweaty video that you showed us. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. That bearing in mind, that was one shot. So that was one shot from probably collectively about probably twenty hours of gameplay. I think. So that's uh, that, that's how often <laughs> I hit a shot moment. That's how I, uh, yeah. That's how often I get a shot like that. But uh, it's very enjoyable um outside of that i ordered a couple of i well, ordered a new book i don't know if you saw bitmap books i've got a new book out called i'm too young to die and it's um no. an encyclopedia of all uh, first person shooters
4: oh so, cool
0: yeah it looks like quite a cool one actually that just from went live what,
2: from when to when
0: the whole i think the whole history of it basically wow of, so yeah. nice. i missed
1: completely missed that. the other
0: days until now i think uh yeah Do you know that, who wrote it I do not know. I just no. got, I'd signed up a while back and because I get their newsletter and it said it was going to be coming up and then I'd signed up for mm. the notification to say that it was releasing. Um, so that's out now. I, I think it starts posting out on the 14th of November. So it's all pre orders at the moment. Um, yeah. Speaking of pre orders, slightly sad by the few weeks delay on the Evercade. I think we're all quite keen yeah. to get our hands on that. Maybe mm. in the next few weeks to get things sorted. I'm not going to complain. That's fine. I'm not the sort of person who gets bothered about these things. The only th- reason I mention that is because, like we mentioned on a previous episode, I think we're all quite keen to get our hands on it to see what it's like more yeah. than anything else. But if it moves it closer to Christmas, so much the better. An early Christmas yeah. present. Yeah. And getting very excited about the PSVR 2 now. And I was just on the phone to the bank to see about remortgaging
1: the house to buy <laughs> Yeah, Mads and I were talking about it on Retro Asylum last night when we recorded the soccer episode soccer episode that you it's the, the all in cost of a of a PlayStation VR setup, including the cost of the PS five, is north of 1, eleven hundred quid. That is brutal, isn't it? That's that's a lot of money that is. That's isn't a it? lot of
2: quids, <laughs> isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Look at Andy's face though. He's like he is completely unmoved. He's like, yeah, I'm what?
2: <laughs> bring it, bring it's, it
1: it's, it's yeah. VR,
0: I'm going to buy it, I don't care I'm ne- I'm never going to get in. I think it's very unlikely I'm ever going to get into PC based VR gaming and I love the PSVR headset is it expensive? Yes is it too expensive? I don't know, that remains to be seen I've seen a few comparisons about the tech that's in it compared to the tech that's in some PC based headsets um, I guess the you know it's the price of early adoption really isn't it and yeah
3: We'll see. We, we we'll can't see. continue to call VR early adoption. I mean, it's 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 got to be uh, console VR, though.
0: We're always yeah,
3: but in terms of the the
0: yeah, prices, on, the prices on it probably will come down in the years. You know, in in the next year or two, there's there's always going to be that mm-hmm. day one premium. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm quite excited about. It, I have to say.
2: I was surprised it was Absolutely. over the 500 pound mark. I was expecting it to be sort of roughly the price of a PS5, mm. not.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah, not. I think it is. It time, is a lot of money. Yeah, I think it? anytime it's more expensive than the base console, you've got a problem. Definitely, you're always yeah. gonna. You know, how do you advertise that? But it will sell. What numbers it sells in remains to be seen.
1: Because it's because when by the time you're thrown in a game and then this dock to charge up the controllers mm-hmm. without plugging the controllers into the PS5
3: pushes it over over six hundred pounds. Yep. If you ask me, the right price for something like this—this this is a peripheral, something that will sell some of your uh, consoles and games as well—the right price for this is something like two fifty. That's what I want to give. Nothing more. Yeah, they can't make. They obviously can't make it work at that though, can they? I mean, that's what a, a Quest Two costs, mate. Yeah,
1: I mean, don't know. I mean, obviously, the the financials we don't know, do we? No. We don't know what the cost of production is. You know, it it it, it, it just it felt like a lot of money, didn't it? when you Yeah, the We, like, we discussed
0: it, I think, probably off a recording beforehand, but yeah, I, I was fully expecting, without a doubt, sub five hundred. Clearly, I, I think we'd kind of yeah. thought somewhere around the four hundred pound mark. Mm. Um, but yeah. sadly, not.
2: Yeah, it's made me yeah. think, look. Me me think I I get a Steam Deck or or a PSVR, and then yeah, the mist is still there, uh, still still oh, there in the same background as well. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just told
0: the kids there's not going to be a Christmas this year. I said, <laughs> I said yeah, that's, that, that that's an busy. option.
2: That's yeah, still I've on, told the that's kids still to go going on eBay. Yeah, that's still on the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got two. Yeah, can
0: well, yeah. You, go on, you can get a Steam Deck and a PSVR to
1: you then. Christmas <laughs> is cancelled <laughs> and money of it is getting sold. Sort it out amongst exactly. yourselves who's going. <laughs> yeah. We only need one. Got have <laughs> <laughs> got me, two, <laughs> two. Jim, what about you? What
2: have you been up to, sir? Uh, I've bought a book as well. Um, I picked Thank up you. the uh, Coin-Op. Arcade Guide that's oh. from um yeah from Grey Fox books Grey Fox oh, yeah, yeah it's good isn't it I have it? seen that one It's yeah. really good have you got it have you Yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's really good really good so it basically runs from like the early 80s sort of like Dig Dug uh Pole Position up to like that mid 90s sort of King of Fighters 94 that sort of era um and yeah it's just this Games with write-ups, there's marquees, artwork, and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, really nice good.
1: flyers and whatnot. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm.
1: It's a nice little trove, that isn't it? It is. Yeah,
2: and I've already found a couple of games in there that, that, yeah, I've not played before. So fire them up and yeah. have a little go. So which is you're a proper you're a proper
1: arcade gamer at heart, actually, aren't you?
2: I am. Yeah, I am more now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I sense that with your 10 pence arcade scores that you post on a frequent basis. Oh,
2: not on, the last one was nineteen forty three. I've definitely not gone anywhere with that. Really strong. That's a that. great game, that man. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Oh, I I found my scores went down on that. So they bring in, um, <laughs> so they bring in um, like power ups that you can change the power up yeah. by shooting it as you go. And I yeah, found yeah. when I tried to play it more tactically, my scores went yeah. down. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When you think, when you actually think about it, yeah. you're worse at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's a lot of games that are like that. Yeah, but I think put me in a maze game or something like that. I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm yeah, generally. You're a, ha- you're a happy boy. Yeah,
2: yeah, but other than that, mostly, yeah, just retro stuff. Picked up a CRT for free off um, off Marketplace.
4: Uh, did you I get one for me? free? Yeah, it was. for free.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just, yeah, just wanted someone to come and collect it.
1: Um, That's how I got mine, though. But it was a few years ago, mine. I didn't, I didn't think you'd be able to get one nowadays for free.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, they, so they, someone else had said they'd come and get it, and they never did. So they messaged me asking if I still wanted it. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm there. When when they yeah. got it, yeah, yeah, so, nice. Yeah, hooked well up done. the mega, hooked up the mega drive, and been playing uh, some. On the uh, with a little SD card as well, and then been playing some Master System games on there. And bought a light phaser the other day from uh, Super yeah. Tomato when I was working over that way. So, been playing some Master System light phaser games. I think that was only nice. like 15 15 quid, I think, for a light phaser.
4: Mm, yeah, um, cheap.
2: but yeah, it, it wasn't boxed or anything like that. They had boxed versions, but I just yeah, it didn't really bother me that. So, I just bought an unboxed, but to be honest. The games on the light phaser games on there aren't great. The ones that I've played, the best one was I think I can't remember what it's called now. It's like Wanted or something like that. I think it was like okay. No Duck Hunt. No, there's a foot How about Safari Rescue Mission,
3: one. isn't that supposedly okay?
2: Ooh, I've not tried that one yet. Okay, no, give That's it a
3: yeah. it has de- Hasn't it got a decent port of Operation Wolf on the Master System?
2: There's a port of it. <laughs> <Don't know yet. laughs> <Not good.
4: laughs>
2: i think because that operation wall for me is all about being stood and yeah on that cab and feeling the gun and,
0: yeah. yeah the clicking button and, and at yeah. The, yeah it's, it's tricky sure.
2: it's difficult to replicate on a yeah. on a on a small screen um with a, yeah, with yeah. a weightless light light phaser yeah yeah and your Vectrex is alive. It is. Yes. Yeah. Awesome Happy news. days. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Ian messaged Lucky me. Lucky boy. I know. I know. So Ian messaged me this week. Um, basically, he's got a Vectrex that is his own Vectrex, which, yeah, he basically ripped apart to get mine working. So basically, wow. he got my PCBs that I'd sent him. I sold, desoldered the PCBs and sent all them over to him. And basically, he was taking parts out of his Vectrex, fitting it, to my PCBs, putting it in his Vectrex to basically find out what was wrong with it. Um, Jeez. He's yeah, recapped it, resocketed it, and yeah, he's got it back he's, up. He's up really running. good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't praise him enough. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Mutant caterpillars for anybody listening yes. to this who's got any old tech that they want sorting out he's, he's done a brilliant job with repairing my Vic 20 when I thought that was dead. And he's obviously done a great job with your Vectrex as well. So yeah. 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 Hit him up. He's a, he's a really
2: good guy. So yeah, hopefully that's uh, hopefully she's coming home next week.
1: Oh, she's coming out! And think we're going to get well, yeah, a bit more of that over the next few weeks, Absolutely. aren't we? It's coming out. Oh, <laughs> the World Cup draws
2: near. For God's sake, not again! That, we've got first. Game. There's a game actually that Friday that we're down at uh, Revival, not Revival. Do you know yeah. what? I just, I, I just don't care. I just want
1: the Premier League back already, and it's not even gone. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm Are more into I'm more
2: into, I'm more into a club football at the moment because we're doing well. So, <laughs> what about oh, you, Christoph? What have you been up to?
1: I have so I've since we last recorded, I've started and finished Assassin's Creed Revelations playing solely on the Steam Deck. Is it Black Flag um, next? No, Assassin's Creed 3, although today. Oh. <laughs> I had a fifty pound. I did some legal work for a friend of ours, and uh, they got me a fifty. I didn't want anything, but they got me a fifty pound CEX voucher. So oh, yes. I I went went for a little walk armed with my voucher. Until let's see what I can get. So I wanted to pick up a Switch game because Switch games really hold their value, don't they? Mm.
2: Most Switch games, yeah, the first party stuff does it, at least. Yeah, yeah, like they're quite expensive. Yeah. But I picked up uh, Live Alive. Yes, I which, played the demo. Of that it was it. Was good.
1: I yeah. enjoyed it. Yes, that's right, right in my wheelhouse, that. Mm. So I picked that up, and that was 32 quid, so I had 18 quid left over, so I had a little look around the PS4 titles. Picked up um, Death Stranding. Ooh. Oh, okay. Watch this face. Which, if there was ever a playthrough game Absolutely. in the making, yeah, yeah. it's got, to be, it's got yeah. to be Death Stranded. So that was my thinking on that. So that was the director's cut for, like, I think that was 12... And then I picked up the PS4 version of Black Flag because I know I've got that in my sort of near to mid future because I absolutely loved Assassin's Creed Revelations, and I know I think if you were playing them at the time, I think if you'd gone from Assassin's Creed in 2007 to uh, two in 2009, Brotherhood 2010, and Revelations 2011, I understand the reviews and how you probably would get a little bit burnt out on it. But I think at the pace I've been playing them, I just get sucked in to these games. Like, the setting... And just the the collect... I find myself just completely and totally absorbed by... Knocking out those little icons from yeah. the, from the map—it's like
0: doable that. in the early games, though. That's the thing, is it? It was—it takes a lot of effort, but you know that you will get them all done. You're making progress, yeah. Mm. Whereas there's some of the—I think, as I understand it—the later games, there's there's so much by way of yeah. collectibles that it almost feels it, it crosses for me. It crosses into that overwhelming territory. Where yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, yeah, early yeah. games, like the banjo
2: is, kazooie two sort of. Territory, yeah, yeah, I mean, I used Kong to love it. You used to sit yeah. down
0: and you think, right, you know, for on this session, I'm going to find all the um the what they call the eagle. Yeah, like the eagle D towers, the yeah, viewpoints. The, yeah, you think, right, this one. I'm just for the next hour or two hours, I'm just going to go and climb all the towers yeah. and get all the viewpoints, yeah. and then for the next one, I'm going to go and do whatever. Yeah. And it was all yeah. it was always manageable.
1: And I just love the environments. Like I love the way they recreate the cities, revelations, as is in Istanbul. And and like the the sound of the city and the music, I just really really enjoy those early Assassin's Creed games. So I'm really looking forward to playing Assassin's Creed Three now. Again, I know it's got its detractors. I've read some reviews, but I'm just looking forward to being taken to a completely different setting and uh, and just exploring another environment. Man, I just really really enjoy it. Mm. Are you going to play so the Vita game fun. as well? I don't know. I don't know whether I will. I, I did have a go at the DS game, which came out after the original Assassin's Creed, and it's like a kind of side-scrolling 2D yeah. brawler thing. It wasn't brilliant, to be honest. I did have, i had a look at it. Mm. I didn't spend too long on it. It was brilliant playing it on the Steam Deck as well. I know that's an old game, and I know that you can play Assassin's Creed Revelations on the Switch, but it was, it was a chance for me to give the Steam Deck a proper run-out on a full game, on a... In a twenty five thirty hour game, so I did that, you know, with the dock as well, kinda of had it had it docked and was playing it on the T V with the Xbox Xbox Series X controller. That worked really, really well. Uh so that was nice. Um yeah, so I've played and finished that. I've been playing some games with Retro Asylum. And also I got um Marion Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. So i pre ordered oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh haven't even started it yet. I haven't fired it up. Not not once. Oh no. Um despite the fact I've been looking forward to that game for months, there's just so much yeah, to play. Yeah, because you
2: really enjoyed the first one, didn't you? Yeah,
1: I yeah, yeah. Re- yeah I absolutely rinsed that with um, the DLC as well. So that, yeah, I so really enjoyed that. But like with Link to the Past now, Yes, started, I've started
2: that as well, yeah. yeah.
1: I got really into Soccer Kid for the Retro Silent Game Club. We've got Whizball to get started on, on the C64. And, I, I've, and I've also been playing Dead Space Extraction, which I'll talk a little bit more about as we go through. Yeah. Um, which is all right as like a light gun game. Like it's yeah, it's good. It's good. It's well worth picking up and playing if you've got the means mm. to do it. Um, I'm desperately trying to resist buying God of War Ragnarok, but i ordered it,
4: it. But Have with you?
1: everyone, with every ten out of ten and ninety five percent review, my resistance is fast, fast See, waning.
2: I've not played the original yet. So and I'm yeah. I'm going to be that meme that everyone keeps joking about. <laughs> now, Mr. Middleton, when you say the original, when you say
1: the original,
2: what do you mean? The PS4 one, mate. That is not oh, the original. No, I know it's not. But it's like a new in a new sort of set of games.
0: That is one of my top games of the last ten years, though. It is wonderful.
2: But I'm going to be playing Sonic Frontiers.
0: Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got that pre-ordered? Because yeah. that's
2: yeah. pre
1: order now,
2: isn't it? I have. Yeah, it's been dispatched today. Oh no way! Nice, mm.
1: exciting, oh.
2: exciting.
1: So yeah, I will end up getting God of War Ragnarok over the weekend, and I'll probably won't have fired that up by the time we next speak. I'm absolutely certain because I, I've just—I've never been one to be distracted by the shiny new thing, but these things just go into a queue that is stretches way into yeah. the distance
2: unfortunately yeah. <laughs> but then it's not always a bad thing I've got cyber, no. cyberpunk uh, sat on the shelf in like as new condition I was just I didn't I didn't want to start it through. yeah I know watch this space um yeah. How how many picks do you think you've got for next season? (laughs) He's going a whole season himself. I had a short one. I had a short one, didn't I, this this, this season? Just a short one. Mm. This is going to be just a short one. You get two
0: next season. That was Mads' logic the last time around. If you pick a short one, you get two games.
1: Whoever wins the season gets to have two games next time. (laughs) Most hours. The other person gets no picks. The loser gets no picks. I reckon Mads is probably winning the season because he's played the first part of Dead Space 2 twice. Yes, yes. It's it's he's it's taken that long for us to record this. He's Matt's just played it twice.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. halfway through a second playthrough as well. i want
1: chapter four, my second playthrough. Are you? Yeah. Oh, are you? Nice. I didn't like the way Well, I'm going to lean on you. I'm going to lean on you, fellas, now because it's probably been about three weeks since I last played Dead Space Two. But I have I've I've bought the um, the official Prima Strategy Guide, which is uh, as usual an absolutely fine piece of work. And that, that's been helpful, actually. I've spent a couple of hours today reading through the stuff on the first five chapters. I feel like I'm back up to speed. Should we get into it, guys? Let's, yeah, let's. Shall we get into it? So a little bit of background on Dead Space 2, if I can find my notes here. Uh, came out in 2011. Came out on January the 25th, 2011. I don't know whether you guys remember or have caught up on some of the hype that surrounded... Dead Space Two. Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the ad campaign? Your mother hates Dead Space. Your mum hates Dead Space Two because no, no, they're really funny. (laughs) So they ran they ran this series of YouTube. uh, I think they were YouTube adverts rather than TV adverts about like they got various staff members, parents, well mothers in particular, to and this is a real sign of the times, right? Because you would never ever market a game like this now, but they got—I assume—what was staff members' mothers to sit and watch a trailer of of Dead Space Two, and like they are completely and totally horrified these people at what they're what they're witnessing because <laughs> they really hyped it up as this big, super violent, super scary sci-fi game. And, like, they had this, like, this one poor woman was like, she's like, I have never, ever seen anything so disgusting in all my life. She's like, why would anybody want to look at and play something like that? And then it was just like, doesn't it look great? Something like that. Or your mother hates, your mum hates Dead Space too. You will love it. <laughs> They're really funny, and there's loads of them. There's quite a few of them on YouTube. If you go onto the official Dead Space oh, YouTube a channel, that's the
2: sort of stuff that um, a claim. That's the sort of a, a avenues a claim used to go down, wasn't it yeah. it?
4: yeah.
2: Yeah, like on one hand, it's like 2011. You'd think you know, it's not. It's not the
1: late 80s or the early 90s. But equally, you, know, you would never, you would never ever see a AAA A game advertised in that way. Now, would not, you? No. Like, Your parents hate it, so you will love it. Like, now it's more, you know, it's more inclusive. Although, have you seen the God of War spot with Ben Stiller and uh, John Travolta
2: and their children? But then I I've not, but just jumping jumping back, we now, 10 years on, are those parents.
4: So there isn't
2: the shock value there anymore. Because we yeah, we played are, all the, these the, games, didn't we? Yeah, we, I mean, not, the, not the, Dead these Space two, but we we yeah. played the Silent Hills, the Resident Evils when we yeah. were younger. So I don't think that advertising would would work.
1: No, have a look; it's quite funny.
2: Yeah, yeah, I will do. Yeah.
1: I, I, th- I think I think in the last ten years, though, I think the industry and the the marketing stuff around the industry has really grown up you know because this was you know this this campaign was aimed at you know the late teens the early 20s and mm. uh, probably maybe even younger than that uh you know it's a bit like you rebel against your parents cuz they will hate it so you will love it
4: mm.
1: uh, whereas now i think there's a much more mature way in which these games are advertised have a look at that god of war spot with the with ben stiller and john travolta uh, ben stiller's kind of dressed up all as kratos it's <laughs> It, it, it's strange, funny and and strange in equal equal ways that you basically they're advertising the game. Aren't we all bad parents? Come and play God of War because we can all relate to Kratos. He's a terrible dad and <laughs> stuff. It, it's uh, it's all a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, it, it got it got lots of uh, hype. It, it, in in real contrast, actually, to the original, which was a bit of a sleeper hit for EA, it didn't. It wasn't really hyped, it was a pretty unknown team that made the original Dead Space and it was a lot more uh, successful than I think anybody at EA imagined it would be. By the time the sequel rolled around a couple of uh, three years later, well, just just over two years, two years and three months later, the, the team that was EA Redwood Shores had been renamed Visceral and they'd lost a lot of the senior team that had created the original Dead Space, they'd moved on to the likes of Glenn Schofield, Michael Condry, had all left uh, EA and had gone on to... What Does anyone remember the name of the company? Was it Sledgehammer Games?
0: Yeah, because they make some of the Call of Duty series.
1: Yes. So they went on to be development partners for Activision, didn't they? Um. So, you know, if you look at some of the top the top team at who were involved in the original Dead Space, you know, Glenn Schofield, Michael Condry, Brett Robbins, who was the creative director, the real a real force around the original Dead Space, they'd all gone and they'd taken some of the more junior team members with them as well. So this wasn't an easy job for the team that made Dead Space 2. And coming off the back of the success of the original Dead Space, mm. there was a lot of pressure on them to reproduce that success. And, and, and do better. So all of a sudden, from, from, from a game at Dead Space where there was very little involvement from EA, all of a sudden there was a lot of attention on them and there was a lot of pressure. And uh, I think they stepped up. I mean, there were some of the senior members, like of Ian Millen was back as art director, Ben Wannett was back as production director, although there was a different audio director. Don Vecker had moved on. He was replaced by Andrew Boyd. Um, but the team, in the face of the pressure... And a lot of the pressure coming from EA as well, who all of a sudden really wanted to be involved and wanted to know what was going on. It wasn't an easy gig, and I think they, they definitely uh, did step up. I'm assuming that none of us played it back in the day.
2: No.
0: No, I don't even really remember it even long I was living abroad at that point right enough. but I, yeah. when you're talking about this advertising campaign and stuff, it's, it, it totally passed, this is a release that totally passed me by. I think because I'd bought the first and hadn't played it more than the first few hours. It probably hadn't even seen anything. I probably paid it no attention whatsoever, but I do not remember seeing a single thing about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, the creative director from... uh, So one of the uh, senior design leads on the original, Wright Bagwell, he was promoted to uh, overall director he was the creative director on Dead Space 2. He was also the creative director on Dead Space Extraction as well where he where he then learned his chops and that is from a uh, cre- on a creative level from a story level it is you know it is really good. So it's his job to make sure that the Dead Space story uh, had continued into Dead Space 2 and to pick up on all the lore that had gone before. And by this time there was plenty of stuff that had been that had been released around it. Um a couple of you have watched the after. Is it what's it called? It is it extraction? Is it aftermath? Aftermath. Yeah,
2: yeah Dead Space aftermath, aftermath. Yeah.
1: aftermath. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So that bridges the gap between Dead Space one and
2: two, does it? Yeah. So it picks yeah, up. Somewhat. Yeah, it picks up um, not too long after after Dead Space one. Yeah, yeah. So Without in, in, giving too much of the plot away, if you if you want to watch it, but yeah, it sort of yeah, follows. Yeah, would like to watch it. Um, there's, there's a ship that basically goes to a, is it Aegis ages seven. Aegis, Aegis seven. 7. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a ship that goes there to recover bits of the marker or what's left of it after Isaac's destroyed it, um, yeah. and it sort of follows follows the crew from from okay. that ship. I actually bought it on
0: Prime the other night. I think it's it was two quid or something like that, I think. Yeah, it's dead cheap. £2.9 or something. So I've, I've got it set. It's actually downloaded on my iPad to watch. Yes. Yeah, so I will
2: do. The, So the animation's not great. Well, the computer animation isn't great, but the no. actual sort of anime-style animation, I thought was really good, Mads. I, I've not watched much yeah. anime. I don't know about you, but... I thought it was
3: serviceable. It, it was serviceable, definitely. It wasn't, mm. wasn't really good, but it was serviceable. But the uh, the 3D animation, the computer animation, looks like a really, really early 2000s Barbie movie, if you've ever watched <laughs> no, those no, with your no, kids. <laughs> it, it looks Why does it have the 2 style? Horrible, horrible, so
2: horrible. It horrible. For
3: it.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so the... Um, so, so like when you're following the crew in like real time, it's all done in computer animation. Mm, and right. then they're they're sort of recalling the events yeah. that have happened to them and that's all done in like this anime style.
3: Yeah, okay. All so right. you'll be sitting there wanting the, the anime style oh, to indictably. start yeah, again def- because yeah, it, it just yeah, looks
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, um incredibly bad. Nolan Stross, who we obviously bump into yeah. Is one yeah. of the one of the characters, yeah. so it sort of gives uh, you a bit of okay. background
3: on him. Oh, nice. And actually, yeah. I, I would recommend if anybody listens to this and haven't played it yet, uh, watch this before playing it because uh, already okay. early on in the, like the first or second chapter, there are some some good knots to stuff that happens in um, in this movie. And
4: okay.
3: of course, it also gives you a connection to Nolan Strauss, uh, yeah. who is a character in the game already as well. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things I'm going to pick up on, actually, is that
1: there does seem to be a bit of assumed knowledge when it comes to Nolan Stross that if you haven't watched that
3: movie, you, yep. d- you don't really have. Oh, exactly. That, um, that's actually why I ended up replaying it, because I wanted to see uh, how it worked now that I've watched Aftermath.
1: Did anyone play Dead Space Ignition? No. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. So what's that? that was a tw- That was a 2010 game that was made available on PSN and Xbox Live. Um, co-developed by sumo it didn't didn't get great reviews ignition unlike extraction which was slightly earlier than that um, but it is a prequel a direct prequel to uh, dead space 2 and it follows the it follows franco he's the lead character uh, franco delil is it uh he we see very briefly at the start of the game he doesn't mm. last long yeah uh, but again there is if you if you if you were into that stuff and you'd followed that stuff you'd know uh who franco was and who it was who was um who was with Isaac right at the start of the game uh, I read uh, the book Martha which is a, a a very earlier prequel to the whole Dead Space games it follows the story of Michael Altman and the original discovery of the original marker in the Chicxulub crater I, how do you pronounce that is it Chicxulub in Mexico you know that big crater where yeah. killed off the dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chicksalov. Ch- Ch- There's probably Ch- people saying he rubbish. He doesn't know how to <laughs> pronounce stuff. Um, anyway, I'm going with it. But that's that's really interesting because you know all this stuff that we see in the game. Oatman be praised, and they're all they all follow. Michael Oatman is there. Is is that the leader of the Church Unitology? It, it, it didn't all start that way. Michael Oatman was not. Someone who who remotely thought that the marker was anything that ought to be worshipped, um, but he ended up dying and being created by the unitologist who killed him to create the martyr that hundreds of years later he's he's become. It's, it's really interesting. It's good. And Where did it's, it's you a decently... get your copy from? Because I, I was looking to pick up a copy and it's extortionately
0: expensive. Just
1: got, just got a Kindle version.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, I guess that's the answer. It's—I um, don't know why I like physical books, but um, yeah,
1: it is expensive because it's out of print.
0: Yeah, it's like fifty quid secondhand at the moment on eBay, and mm. then there's like signed copies for two hundred pounds and the likes. So yeah, that's a lot of that money. Much. Yeah, I yeah. I'll, I'll might—I'll just read a, a yeah. Kindle version it, of it.
1: It's worth a read because it's quite a snappy book. It's not a terribly long book, uh, you, and it's the kind of book that you'll just rattle through really short chapters, and you will you'll. I read it quite quickly, and I don't read books very quickly these days. Um, but I got through it, you know, reasonably quickly. Uh, it's good, well worth a read if, if you're into the if you're into the wider lore, for sure. Um, let's get into it then. So, how did we play? So, I was on PS3 with the original disc, which works really well. Really, yeah, it looks great, and it's PS3 game. Really good graphics played it on a, on a big screen on the PS3. Mads? I was playing it on the Series X. Series X through Game Pass? Yes. Yeah.
0: Andy? Uh, original 360 disc on the Series X.
1: Cool. Jim? Yep, same. So mm. you were all... You were all... We're all... Yeah. No, was I playing on the PS3? No, I was playing on the 360. So the original 360 with the original disc. Mm. So we're all Xbox. I played, Xbox, the, I played Xbox. the OG Dead Space on the... Uh, on the orig- on the p s three but this one was three sixty uh good let's get into it then so did we what what skill level come on we need to know that what skill level do we play on normal for me yeah normal now what anyone go with zealot no, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> easy, easy easy Andy's f- I' was trying to remember this I'd need to listen back to him Did I play the original on easy probably Probably. No, yeah, I think,
2: no, you must have you must have gone through it on normal. I don't think I don't remember it being a difficult game.
0: No, that's what I was wondering because I'm playing it on normal and I was thinking I'd be actually quite ashamed of myself had I played the original if it was a similar difficulty <laughs> and had I played the original on easy. But it must have been somewhere around here that Easy Handy first made his appearance. But um I'm playing it on normal. <laughs>
2: emerge from the shadows <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: it. it's like the uh, the emergence of the games animal Dave Perry it's, I've gone through my various forms <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the game starts set three years after the events of the end of Dead Space 1 we uh, it's, it opens with a series of flashbacks and we see Isaac Clark we see Isaac Clark
3: for the first time ish Ah, you see him in the beginning of the first one as well.
1: Only through a reflection in his helmet, though. Or if you you? just rotate your camera, like uh, Jim points out in the very first episode. Okay, so you do get a glimpse of him, do you, right Mm. at the start? Yeah, you do. But here he is properly... You properly see him. He's properly rendered uh, as a character model. And he's also voiced. We'd never hear, other than... Yeah we had never heard isaac speak we now do he's played by gonna gonna what gonna write
2: and he doesn't stop either does he he doesn't stop speaking he speaks it,
1: a lot and it's the wrong voice really that's yeah. interesting so it wasn't how you imagined isaac no, to speak not for me so this is like a chris pratt mario moment isn't it what <laughs> what was what was wrong with his voice I
0: in my head just purely by his actions, his the way he carries himself in the first game. I just had like a, a deeper, gruffer, gravelier voice in my head. He's only
1: an engineer, though. Yeah, mm. interesting. Yeah, cause... but
0: he's but he's also he, any time, most of the time, a lot of the time. Anyway, we, in sci-fi, the engineers tend to be quite sort of gritty. I would. Say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He tends to
0: be quite as, sort of, yeah. you, know, st- you know, a good five o'clock shadow, quite heavy set, yeah. you know, real kind of salt of the earth or salt of the universe, I guess, yeah. type people.
2: He isn't anything like I imagined him to be. So I imagined him to be a little, because he's an engineer, a-, a little bit nerdy sort of, I don't know. <laughs> I- and then he's there like like some badass, isn't he now? And I like it, but I really like it. Like, he just like some big Adonis. He, he goes. Yeah. I think I said in a message, and you know, he goes from like the silent protagonist to full on like John McClane crawling through the air ducks. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So,
3: yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's I like a one-man it. army. He has to be. Yeah. Uh, he has to be a hero, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Although, although to be fair, you know, he he's been through one of these outbreaks before, so he's got. You know, he's got he's got the t-shirt kind of thing, hasn't he? That's That's it. It. You can. You can justify, maybe. Is it, how can the his... same
2: shit happen to the same guy twice?
4: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they might as well have just got Bruce to play
4: him, mightn't Yeah, they? yeah.
1: <laughs> so Isaac is being held here. We don't know why, but he's being held. He's being interrogated by a doctor. Uh, we, then, uh, we then are met by Franco, um, who is trying to... It seems free Isaac. There's obviously some commotion, uh, and just as he is about to free him, Franco is skewered by a slasher. Um, he'd just done enough to get Isaac out, but this is Franco from the lead character of Ignition, and had you played that, you might be a little bit shocked to see that your main character from that game had lasted all of about five seconds on the screen before he met his uh, untimely demise uh, And the first chapter, really, is is probably a long reintroduction to some of the mechanics of of, of the game. But I managed to fluff this opening sequence (laughs) probably 20 times. How can you do that? How how is (laughs) it even possible? So. The, it is a, it This is really a gauntlet, isn't it? You know, you have no weapons, mm. and you are making your way through a hospital wing, and you've got to avoid the necromorphs. Mm. Uh, if any one of them were, grabs you, it's essentially a. You know, it, it's by and large a one hit kill, particularly on that right at the end when
3: you're no, pinned no, no, down. No, no. By there's, a... there's only one one hit kill. I mean, okay, even if they so... grab you, you can just run away, and and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't even uh, detract your health unless you stand still. So the
1: point the point at which I came across cropper was the point at which there was a one hit kill. Yes, exactly. Now I couldn't see the screen. I couldn't see that it was telling me to mash the A button. But how like, because you see I that? just
3: I couldn't see it. <laughs> but okay, I'm, I'm like, going to ask again. How couldn't you see it? Well, it wasn't there on the screen. There was no uh, indication. It's on the bottom. It says pojé pojé pojé.
1: I just didn't see it. I'm, I even I messaged you guys, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, I've been playing this for 30 seconds, and I'm horribly and horrendously stuck. <laughs> I came in Please. forewarned with that
0: information from our discord chat, so I knew there would be a point where I would, <laughs> I'd just have to start hammering the A button, but whether I, I would have made the same mistake or not, I, I couldn't tell you because I already knew that from our discussion.:
1: Half an hour. Of playing that <laughs> opening sequence over and okay. over again, I was thinking, like, I've got to avoid this thing clearly because as soon as it pins me down, it kills me. Oh my god! It was like supposed to be like almost like a demo.
3: Jim, <laughs> I- you did it in the first go
2: as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh god!
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, d- I yeah, I, I really enjoyed the intro because so I yeah, I, me too. When when we get Eukinesis as well a little bit further on. I got that, and I was just straight back in there, like throwing these like electric spikes, whatever they are, throwing these yeah. around, and I was like, "Yes, I'm back in this game!" Like, yeah. So, so it flowed really well for me. But if you, so I suppose, if about you this, don't get this
3: already, I, I think that the first ten minutes of the game, fifteen minutes of the game, is the best I've played so far. The best I've played of Dead Space so far. Because oh, this why is, that, is the only part of the game. Space one and two considered that's actually really spooky I mean it's horrible yeah. it's, it's it's really really spooky because you're not you're not completely yeah. overpowered you're, you're just uh, you're unarmed you need to get away mm. it's like the first uh, the first time you meet uh, a color necromorphs in, in ds1 and you need to run away that that part was spooky as well but only lasted 30 seconds this is drawn mm. out for like uh, yeah 15 minutes 10 15 mm. minutes here and it's really good, especially a bit yeah. later on where you get the, the flashlight and you've got no weapons. You've got the yeah. flashlight and you can hear things rustling around and you're trying to avoid the necromorphs. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. As soon as you Do get you a weapon, it that, that, game that game goes though. away. Ooh. I would actually, give me, give me a game like this where the ammo is scarce, really, really scarce. I'm talking uh, Resident Evil scarce. Yeah. That would be scary. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't, yeah, that's, it's interesting because I think we're on on very different tastes in that respect. I actually, I could feel myself enjoying it after the first
3: 15 minutes, basically when you get your (laughs) plasma cutter from that point (laughs) onwards.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Especially
3: playing it the second time around. I, I enjoyed it the first time around as well, but playing it the second time around, I could totally see how, for me, those first 15 minutes, they're, they're gold. They're the best parts of the game because as soon as you get the the weapon, and it's actually quite an easy game. You're just uh, taking these things apart, shot by shot. And mm. yeah, I'll, I'll get into how I'm I'm playing this later on. But it, it's, it's so easy that the the scary part is gone for me. Yeah, the definitely. The, like the sense minutes. of kind of like jeopardy and vulnerability in the first ten
0: or fifteen minutes is brilliant. Uh, but mm. I, hit, I, I hate and I hated I hated it, but enjoyed it in a funny way as a consequence. But I definitely yeah. would not want to play a full cool game like that.
2: Yeah. I think that the, the scares in this, for me anyway, they, they come from what's around the corner, the atmosphere. The mm-hmm. actual monsters aren't too scary now. You can deal with them. You know, I'm not so, running from monsters. There's,
3: there's one more place that's actually scary because. Let's uh, talk about that when we get there, but uh, just suffice it to say, the fact that you get um, like a good weaponry and there are monsters all the time means that they aren't scary. Mm. So I'm not scared when I hear a noise and something pops out at me because I know, okay, okay that's a monster I need to deal with. But I am scared in the beginning when uh, a sprinkler starts and I've got yeah. no weapons uh, yeah. or, or stuff like that. That's really, really, really well, I, scary. I...
0: I completely agree. The game is, it's scariest when there's nothing on the screen and you're waiting for it. Yes. There's one part
3: about a couple of hours in here uh, that is really, really scary and really yeah. had me on edge because there's like five minutes where you don't meet an enemy.
0: Yeah. It's a sense of relief when an enemy does actually appear because you think, right, fine, I can actually shoot yeah, something no now. It. But it's what yeah. you're saying <laughs> there. You're <They're> progressing <laughs> further and further, waiting for that moment.
4: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a real vulnerability, isn't it? Because you don't even have a, you don't have a rig... At the start, you know, you're just in mm-hmm. his little hospital suits, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. And your health, when it starts, your health is practically zero. So it takes a little while of collecting health power ups to build to build his health up. Yeah. So you are you are very vulnerable. Uh, it it all it also forces you because this, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, and particularly you, Matt who've only just played Dead Space One. It, it does force you to uh, embrace this new mechanic of. Being able to skewer the necromorphs with sharp, pointy things, because mm. uh, that's from the point when you get your kinesis, that's your only form of offense.
3: It forces um, you to not... use it like five times, and that's it.
1: Yeah, but, but it, it does at least force you to do it because I think if it didn't, mm. I don't think I would ever have used that again once I got my weapons.
0: Okay. Was it? A... Yeah. Could you use it in the first game to th-
1: kill enemies? Nah. I'm pretty sure you didn't have sharp, pointy things that would essentially one hit kill the baddies. No, and I don't think if it you could you the trigger them.
0: whilst kinetising something in the first game. It didn't fire it, did it? It just let it go. I think rather than
1: no, you could definitely fire things because remember there was the boss that you had to fire the barrels at. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but if you did that
0: at an enemy, did it damage them or did it just?
2: Yeah, I think it did. I'm sure I sent a video. To... I'll have a look on. on uh, 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 I a, think the, it uh, did the original. I but, think it did. Yeah. But yeah. not, not to the same extent. and there's, yeah. there's, you, know, you wasn't when, you wasn't yeah. impaling them and attaching them to walls and stuff like that. No, no, no. Definitely not.
0: Did no. you, for the time being like what Mad says, it really is only just those initial few moments until you get the plasma cutter where it's pretty much, well, it is essential. What were your thoughts at this point as to if this was going to form the main attack mechanic for the game?
1: I kind of knew it wouldn't form the okay mm. cuz it was only it was inevitable at some point you got to get your weapons. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean to be honest my my open my the opening part of this game for me was completely colored by the absolute disaster and nightmare I had <laughs> with the first in the first 25 seconds. Yeah. So I think I was so traumatized from that that mm. the rest of this opening section really was a bit of a blur because I was so annoyed. By the time I'd finally done that stupid thing, I, I can't. I don't feel like I can really comment.
3: <laughs> you need to play up to the point where you get the laser carder again because that's a brilliant yeah. piece of the game. So I, I kind of like the uh, the whole uh, killing stuff with the kinesis uh, mechanic, and then and still where i am now whenever i see one of those uh, metal rods on the floor i take that as a sign that there's going to be a monster in a second or two so i'm going to pick it up and be ready to just use that as at least as the first shot so 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 i still use that mechanic Mm.
4: yeah
0: yeah i I definitely have me nervous for a few minutes i thought ammo was going to be very scarce and that you were going to have to use this a lot in the game i Mm. thought this is gonna because what i found was that you were kinesthesizing something and you were just <laughs> I was just wandering around the majority of the level just holding something in my grasp the whole yeah, time waiting yeah, for yeah. something to jump mm. out and I thought this this is not how this game should be played and thankfully it obviously yeah. it transpires that that's
2: not how you need to play it all and, and you can't do that anyway because I there's certain yeah, why, areas why, why isn't there you that can't, that you can't, can't take doors? You can't I know, take, yeah. I know yeah,
1: it's, it's so stupid that isn't it like why, yeah. why can't you just travel through a door holding your little your little metal rod yeah silly yeah. But the game, I think the game wants you to do that. The game wants you to take sharp, pointy things off the necromorphs that you've killed and use those sharp, pointy things to kill other necromorphs. I think the game is desperate for you to do that. Mm. I, I don't think I did it enough, actually. And I think I, there are, you know, I struggle with some of the combat in this, particularly in these first, I would say in these first three chapters, I found the game really difficult. And I think it was because I'm just not, can I don't feel like I'm playing the game. It, really, it sounds like vanquish, man. Uh, like I in some ways, I don't feel like I'm using the mechanics that really the designers want me to use. I think I think the game is that they want you to pick up those sharp, pointy things. They want you to use the environment a bit more, mm. and I I, I didn't.
3: You, you don't need to, mate. I, I, I yeah. haven't used I'd, it. A lot. I don't at all. Only yeah. yeah, only every once in a while because I I think it's funny, but uh, just the laser cutter and uh, I think. <laughs> My, my go-to thing right now with my laser cutter is uh, two shots and they're dead. You can shoot a leg off, shoot an arm off, and that's it. And, yeah. and, and then even do the in stamp. the beginning when you haven't powered up, two shots in the leg, you'll lose that. One shot at one of the arms is dead. Next mm-hmm. one. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's taking out the bins. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. That is how it feels. I mean, there are some monsters, we'll get to those later on, that actually creep me out. But necromorphs, nah, Then it, it is like taking out the bins. Oh, it's coming this way. I don't even use stasis because they're so slow. I haven't used stasis well, the, once, only when the game forces you to use stasis. Yeah. Well, the, the regular necromorphs are called slashes. Okay. And they're, the,
1: they, they're your canon for the necromorphs that we see a lot in, in this uh, yeah, in this first chapter. So the other new mechanic then, Jim's just mentioned that they're in the background, stomping corpses.
3: That is the most no. stupid
1: thing I've ever <laughs> seen in
4: <a> game.
3: <laughs> that is so i mean what were they thinking we were trying to build a suspense here but let's just put that uh, in the in the basket and just uh, make some uh, stomping on on people oh by the way you're stomping on corpses as well i mean just people yeah. lying there because yeah. you want to make sure that they're not the uh, <laughs> being resurrected as Necromolts in a second. So running around stumping kids and women and men in their face to see if maybe they'll they'll drop some cash, it takes me completely... It, it, it goes so overboard that, again, it takes you completely out of the world because why on earth would you be doing that?
1: He's got I a mean, point now.
3: Yes. Mean, yeah. If the mechanic... I, I, I get the mechanic, search the corpses to get ammo, cash, whatever... Let it be a search. Let me feel vulnerable. Let yeah. me get down on my knees and search these things. Let me while, search while through their intestines be up on me out. from behind. But going over there and going while I'm stomping somebody <laughs> in the face <laughs> and there's blood everywhere, that is so stupid.
1: <laughs> you might find a semiconductor if you stamp someone's head in. True. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So I keep my semiconductors inside my head.
4: Yeah.
2: you got to keep. You've really... got to keep them nodes handy. Absolutely, <laughs> they need them for these doors. Always, always keep one spare is, for a door.
1: It is really bizarre that stomping thing, though, isn't it? Like they, because it wasn't in the first one, so it's something that they consciously added. Mm. No, the first the one you could board. only
3: stomp the crates.
1: It, it is. It does feel weird. It's
0: an you in terms of how powerful it is, though, in terms <laughs> of the amount of um, supplies that you'll get as a consequence. Well, quite. <laughs> then you're really forced to do it.
2: You have to do it. to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like Matt says, you can you, you pop off a couple of legs and then stomp on them. And, and, yeah. yeah. But there's plenty of ammo that you you don't need to be conservative with your ammo. You could... Mm. or I've not come across a reason where I've had too no. much my ammo. No, because you know, I think more often than not,
0: particularly with the likes of the slashes, is you tend to find it, it's usually three shots or once you've powered it up, you can kill them with two shots. Mm. But then you stamp on them and then you quite often get six rounds back from them. Yeah. So you actually... Yeah. Yeah. You're in credit. Yeah, you're in credit by yeah, by stamping on them.
1: Did you guys know that stamping the corpses stops them from being resurrected by the infectors?
3: Yes, that's why I'm stamping everybody. That's what I said. You're stamping not only... Because that, that feels even more well, gross and, and stupid. Yeah. You're stamping yeah. and, and ripping children and women and, and men apart, even though they're just people that are lying there dead. I mean, they're not necromorphs yet, so make, no. to make sure that they don't become necromorphs, I'm running around everywhere just stamping everything <laughs> in. Into- there's,
2: <laughs> there's a little bit later on, which we'll we'll get to. The first time I think it might be the first time we see one. It's when we do see one on the train. Hmm yeah, yeah they, that's right that's when you first see the effect and then um, they thing. they come out don't they? and I was running around just running around like a mad I died the <laughs> time, all the and corpses. then just running around like a madman <laughs> stomping everything before yep. anything could get reanimated <laughs> I, what, I, what I've kind started of doing this, this thing they? that
3: when I, when I enter a new room I, if I see a lot of corpses I'll use kinesis before I enter the room I'll use yes. kinesis to get the corpse out stomp on it next corpse stomp on it and then I've got this God. little pile of 10-15 corpses <laughs> lying on my <laughs> feet or maybe actually just body Parts pile. for 10-15 <laughs> corpses, and <laughs> then I, I can I'm, enter a room, and the, the the that whole that little flying thing will come, and I can just shoot that thing instead.
1: I'm pretty certain that these fine men and women who've made this very good game is not what they want to players to be doing. I'm I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but it is very effective. Yep. <laughs> I think against against the infectors. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got in chapter one? So we, we meet we meet some of the uh some of the other characters. We meet uh is it is it Nolan? Nolan Stross? Str-
2: Str- 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 is it Nolan? Yeah. yeah uh and we get a call from Dana Dana. Dana, 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 Dana. Right. yeah. So
1: we also we yeah. Who who trusted Dana from the start? No. I did. I did. Yeah. Who, no. No. Yeah, <laughs> Kendra, i i didn't i thought she was all right at first and i could and then when 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 the reel comes later i could i could hear Jim talking about Kendra Daniels again from the first
3: game you you <laughs>
1: yeah. always thought something was yeah she was, off, there yeah, well. she was yeah. off
3: yeah yeah so I didn't see that at all that came as a shock for me i mean see? how 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 can somebody that uh will endow actually be at first <laughs> <laughs> Jim was
1: onto her right from the start of yeah. the first mm. game, yeah. She's um, so she 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 takes the place of um, I forget the captain's name from the first game who's basically telling us what to do Mm. because even though Isaac now has a voice and a face he still needs to be told what to do all the time (laughs) he doesn't control he has no control over himself so she says come to me I I can help you uh, and I can cure your
3: hallucinations if you and she she sends a root
1: to she him she actually so tells he,
3: him the, the thing that she's got on him that makes him come and do whatever she says is that she tells him he's about to die if she doesn't help him. yeah yeah that's because right. she because says that the, she can the cure him the, doesn't the, she the, because the way that the fragment is or the the marker is uh, mm. uh, affecting his mind
2: yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. i think isn't it being awake is that like yes it's, it's killing him the more he's awake he's Becoming more one with the marker or something, and it's literally
3: yeah something yeah. along those lines. And and we do get these uh, really creepy uh, yeah episodes where he yes. sees uh, yeah. Nicole. Yeah, and, they are they are yeah. creepy. Mm. Yeah, so, so there's, there's um, definitely something wrong.
1: Th- there's hints here that something's not quite right. I mean, there is. This is a medical facility. There's there's some text logs and there's some. I think we meet one of the doctors who gives him the gives him the flashlight before. Horribly slitting his own throat, who talks about some experiments that have been carried out, mm. We're starting to get early doors a sense that mm, there's something pretty untoward going on. This this is Titan Station, by the way. We haven't said this, have we? So this is this this is this is a facility on Titan Station, one of the moons of Saturn.
2: Yeah,
1: I- is it one of the moons of Saturn? It's it's commonly known as the Sprawl from people who who are based there. But it yep. was the first. It was the first um, area, Jim and Andy wait to go in. I'm going to choose one of them. It was the first area that they used when they when they wanted to find the minerals when Earth was running out of stuff. This was the first planetary that they mined, and it set up the planet cracking thing. Andy,
0: yeah, it was just on that note. I missed it on actually the first playthrough, and it was only on the second time around. The guy who. Gives him the flashlight and slashes his throat was the guy who was doing all the interviews. That's right, he was interrogating him. Yeah, Yeah. I forget what his name actually was, but um, I completely missed that first time around. Yeah,
2: no, you are right. Jim? I just wanted to make make a quick point on the environment. Obviously, we went from um, a ship on Dead Space 1, which was all very dark and linear corridors and all the rest of it. Here, although it's still very linear... I just got massive. I don't know if anyone else did like massive rapture vibes. You know, rapture from uh, Bioshock. Yeah. We can see
1: that because there's yeah. a bit
2: more colour and yeah, just it all feels a bit more lived in. Yeah, definitely.
1: Like the waiting room in the you end up in a waiting room, don't you? Towards the end of this chapter, where there's kids' toys around as well, mm, yeah, and. The one of the best things about Dead Space, actually, and I know it was very, a lot of the environments were very similar on the Ishimura, but we commented on it at the time that there was a real sense of place there with a lot of the posters that were around, Mm -hmm. and it felt like a proper working ship, and like
2: little details, just little details,
1: yeah. Whereas this
2: feels like a like like, like a lived in like like station. But they've
1: done the trick again, like when you get to the shopping area later with like the shops, like there's so much attention to detail gone into things which you could just walk past and not take any notice of. little like toys that have just you could see that were being played with and just left yeah. when the outbreak occurred like it, it it's stuff like that that makes the environment it's just so much fun
2: just to walk around, yeah, and real pleasure just to be in and whilst I do wish it wasn't as linear. I think that the linearity of it forces you to notice these little details more than you would Mm, if it was an open environment. Definitely.
1: It's very authored, isn't it? Like, you you know, it's.
2: You
1: you get the impression that everything here is scripted. You know, you can't really wander off the beaten track in any of the chapters that we've seen so far. Mm, So. Every necromorph that pops up is completely and totally scripted. I mean, guys, you know the guys who've played it twice. I Mean you'll know. I imagine the exact same necromorphs come at the exact same time from the exact same place. It's very, it's very curated and designed. Yeah. It is, and
0: but, I still jumped in the exact same place as well
3: second time around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it did, yeah, it's they're,
0: quite, they're, they're, they're so effective, the jump scares.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. is the Dead Space experience. It's uh, speaking as someone who just played to the first one. It's it's the exact same thing. I mean, ever so often you would get the uh, the uh, possibility of doing of going uh, in an in another direction, but that's only because you've got two goals that you you need to achieve right now, and your your map marker is pointing you toward one of them, and you can do the other one first, for example. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. O- apart from that, it's completely linear.
2: It's weird, isn't it? Because I. T- I won't say it's nostalgia because we only played it a couple of years ago. But <laughs> oh, it's all go, those heady days in. of 2020. Yeah, like, <laughs> chatting to you guys and, and the people on Discord, I had this impression or memory of Dead Space, the original Dead Space, it says, being quite, or not as not as linear, but everyone was yeah. everyone was like, no, no, it, it definitely no, no, it's is. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I de- yeah, I don't think it was, a, I think I'll make a point in a minute about, about, the pacing of Isaac, you know, and how Isaac feels to control, because I think that has changed. Um, but before I do, that, I just want to talk about the boss that we reach at the end of the first level. By which point, we've got the engineer and rig. So the boss, then the tripod. Oh, so I've just said that we all got the engineer and rig. I assume that we all had the one thousand credits by this point to stump up to get the there. Is thousand rig?
3: credits in the room? Oh, is there? Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is uh, that really? Yeah, I- yeah, yeah, I
1: don't remember. A, a single
3: pickup with a thousand credits so, to make sure that you can buy the engineering rig. I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't like to go into the boss battle without it. I had no, the rig, no. but I was like so, selling stuff to make sure I had the credits. So I definitely, were you? Yeah, I definitely did not to cut that <laughs> thousand uh, credits. It, it was
3: there. It was yeah. there. It, and how great was that moment when you step into oh, the, so the cool. shop? Yeah, and he comes out, and the helmet comes up, and and cool. Well, for a brief down minute- Anguish, I thought that was maybe going to be a stage two upgrade
0: because for the brief minute, is he comes out with a suit, but without the helmet on? Yeah, and yeah. I thought, oh, come on, you can't deprive us of the the the, the mask with the neon mm, um, exactly. slits on it, and then obviously it just sort of, it's all fully animated, and it comes up and over, and
3: then you're like, oh. Yeah. That big, was such yeah. a brilliant, brilliant scripted moment. It was... Uh, it yeah. was. I, I felt like saying, yes! Yeah. Now! <laughs> I think it probably did.
0: But I think that's just been yeah. true of a lot of the parts of the game in general, is that even the little sound effect it makes when you pick up things as well, mm. and when you open lockers, all these sorts of things, It just instant nostalgia from... You see, whether nostalgia or not is the right word, I don't know, but like you were saying, Jim, it's just, it all just comes flooding back to you from the first mm. game. These, these were all the sounds that these comforting sounds of the either like the pickups or the health pickups or when you're getting an upgrade on your suit or whatever, all this stuff is just uh, yeah, very, very good memories of it all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The sound design is really cool. Actually. Is it like, even like opening the, the lockers or opening the hood, Mm. um, they all have these little sounds associated with it, yeah. which are exactly the same in Dead Space Extraction as well. It's like, yeah, like, we're tabbing Dead...
0: through the menus as well. That sort yeah, of really like the sound, sound it makes.
1: Yeah, it's very distinctive, isn't it? Like yeah. it's it's really yeah. It does feel like right and back and back in Dead Space now. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of there. Uh, the boss then it reasonably easy. It's a, it's a tripod necromorph where it's an introduction really to the fact that. The big necromorphs have these yellow, sort of decaying fleshy areas that are the bits that you know, not quite in true Resi style of the big bright orange, pulsing bits that you obviously have to shoot. But they're the bits where it's saying, right, you know, these are the bits you have to shoot, and it's reasonably easy to. You're in a big environment, with plenty of resources dotted around. You can dodge around the boss, and it goes down. Reasonably easy, I would say. I didn't really have any problems with this. You, no. you guys manage it. Did it yeah, get you with no, a good
0: no, jump scare after you'd got it down? I don't remember that. What happens? Yeah, so once you've taken both arms off and then you approach it, there's uh, like this little extension that sort of snaps out of it. Basically, that's almost like a almost like a little oh snake my- type ex- um, little. That I don't comes remember out of that. It. Yeah, I, th- I think if you shoot it one more time once it's down, it won't do it. But okay. uh, when it looks to be dead and then you approach it, there's one last little
4: um,
1: uh,
0: one last little surprise from it. It, it got me
1: That old chestnut of yep. <laughs> it all it wasn't quite dead. Nope. So then shortly after that then, we're into we crawl through a duct and we're into chapter two. What is the big significant thing about the transition from chapter one to chapter two? What do we not have?
0: Oh, train tram.
1: Yes, we don't have a tram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's why ones so funny. Is like every single chapter ends ends at the tram station of yes. wherever you are. I, I, I quite missed that. I loved that. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. each time. There was no
0: better feeling that when you were on your way back, to, or when you because sometimes. You, it was clear on the way back, but you, sometimes you would encounter anyone on the way back. But getting yeah. back to the station... And again, it was, there
1: was, like, the relief.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. like a little... Yeah, each each station was like a little sanctuary because there was usually... Mm. There, was the a tram, there was a tram, there was a store, a workbench or yeah. whatever. And you thought, right, I can just take five minutes, have a breather here, kind of regather myself, and then you'd step on the tram and off you
1: go again. I, I, I always really enjoyed that between stages. Yeah. Yeah, well, here it's much more organic, isn't it? In Dead Space Two, the transitions from chapter to chapter because there's no loading, there's no end of chapter one. What you get as you're moving through, you just it just pops up chapter two, yeah. And you know, you, there's no pause in the game; you
2: just you continue playing. I did. Is, I didn't cool. even notice chapter names coming up. Until I also got one.
0: Until one or, until I, I think there's one in on chapter two. I think I got one that flashed up and said chapter two, but there was nothing else from that point onwards. Because mm. it was only when you save yeah, your game there, but there for to your For own. such a
3: short amount of time that I missed a lot of them as well. Uh, playing it the second time, I saw them, but the first time, I I, I was constantly checking my save games to see how far yeah. I am. I so I didn't go f- past the staging point. Yeah, that's I don't I remember do. seeing them. Are oh, they there? But just for the briefest moment, it just says chapter two, Brr,
1: done. So according to the Dead Space fandom, uh, chapter two is called "I Need Transportation." But I don't remember seeing that in-game.
0: No. Um, no. No. And if,
1: and if you take the fandom wiki, um, whereas in the first game in Dead Space Extraction, the first letters of the chapter names spelt out a bit of a clue to the overall plot, they don't in Dead Space 2, in case, in case you were wondering, they don't. But I, I'm not convinced, because in my official premium strategy guide, they don't have the chapter names in there. So I'm not convinced that these are the official names. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether they are. So what what, do, what don't we know at this stage? So at the end of Chapter 1, we know that Isaac was being... Inter- we know that he was being held. We know that he was being interrogated over something. Um, we know that this woman, Dana, is offering a cure. Um, we don't know what happened to Isaac after the events of Dead Space 1. Uh, we don't know why there was a necromorph outbreak, because... Yeah, Isaac destroyed the marker at the end of Dead Space 1. And we don't know why people are being experimented on, why Isaac was being
2: interrogated. So there's a lot of questions. Uh, Dana's uh, popping. Can I just say, if you'd watch Aftermath, yes, you do know what happened to Isaac after Dead Space
3: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's interesting.
2: Uh, um, yeah, well, you know and you don't.
3: We we don't know how he got away from the Nicole Necromov. Yeah, so, yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, we know that he's picked up somewhere, and also we we actually do know, or we will have very good guess at why there are necromorphs there right now on Titan Station. Yeah, if you watch aftermath as well. Okay. Yeah, it seems like that's essential watching them. Actually. Yeah, I'll watch that before I carry on playing.
0: Yeah, you I think package I will as that well. in with the Might watch it in the, with the game as either as a download code or as a as a separate disc or something as a kind of a collector's yeah. edition. Sounds-
1: yeah, I imagine there is. I don't know. I must be. Yeah, I imagine there is. We've been we've been given this name Tiedemann, Tiedemann, Tiedemann. Um, I think mentioned a couple of times in chapter one. I think Dana says, "Look, you know, he's he's the big bad, and we're in this together. You know, we need to. He, he's the one who's been working on you. We need to. We need to stop him." Um, so we're off on our way. We're into chapter two. We're finding Dana. Um, at some point early in this in this um, chapter, we we get the line gun. Or we get a schematic for the line gun. Uh, one of my favourite weapons in Dead Space 1. I was pleased to see that make an early comeback. It's one of my absolute go-tos uh, as being a, a bigger version of the plasma cutter. A bigger and slower version of the plasma cutter, really, yeah. isn't it? And it makes a very uh, cool noise when you fire it.
2: Yeah. It's almost yeah. like the, it, it, the, the shotgun replacement, I suppose, isn't it? Wide, widespread, show, slower firing.
1: Yeah, I mean, for people like me who are pretty rubbish at aiming in third-person shooters, having something with the margin of error that the Lion Gun gives you is very, very handy. Yeah, uh. and it carries on through multiple enemies as well. Yeah, it's superb. You can that. take out multiple legs at once. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very satisfying in Dead Space Extraction when you manage to take four or five Necromorphs out with with the Lion Gun. It's pretty,
3: uh, It's pretty cool. So, so I, I'm um, might as well say this now because that's probably how it's gonna be for the entire game. I, as always, I I'm, I'm nerdy about this and I'm role playing this. So I would think that if you're in this world and you really have to survive, you wouldn't be experimenting with new. Guns and and switching new <laughs> weapons all the time. Probably. So I'm I, I'm sticking to the laser cutter. That's the laser cutter and the pulse rifle. That's those are the only weapons I used in Dead Space One, and they are the only weapons I want to use in Dead Space Two. That's what yeah, I'm I've gonna stick to those
0: too, Yeah, because that's yeah, what came I, out from our discussion of the first, wasn't it? Is that uh, suddenly I made the mistake of play, spreading my. Um, my uh, my yeah, kind too of upgrades too thinly, mm-hmm. and I was that desperate to try every weapon that I ended up actually hamstringing myself as a little a little mm-hmm. bit as a consequence. Whereas um, just by I purely stuck with a plasma cutter on my first play and had it at maximum power by the end of it. Um, just even at the stopping point, so I'm only yeah. a third of the way through the game and I've already got it at max damage. And then on the second playthrough, I thought actually it'd be quite useful to have something that's got a bit more rapid fire for some of the enemy mm. types so i i've now on my second playthrough which i think is the one i'll carry on with on the next session um i've got the plasma cutter and the pulse rifle and they seem to be yeah. a good a good combination. yeah
2: that that pulse <laughs> rifle is just essential for taking down those little those little troublesome toddlers yeah the pack
3: yeah. And, and having only two weapons definitely. also means that the the ammo drops. There's a very, very good uh, percentage of chance that you get uh, ammo for those two weapons. And, and only very rarely do you get something for the other weapons. You can just sell that. Sell it, so yeah. you're already always fully stocked. I mean, I mean, I've got so much ammo that I have to throw it out sometimes or sell it hmm. for those weapons.
1: What's the alternative fire on the pulse rifle? grenade launcher uh, a grenade this launcher. Oh, okay. a really okay. good
0: one as well actually because on the first game it was that really weird one where you held it up vertically and it just up yeah, to so 360
3: weird. degree fire that was Five. brilliant for the few sessions where you get swamped by enemies
1: yes yeah
3: hmm. but, but the grenade launcher has got to, I mean I've not used
1: the pulse rifle yet but the grenade launcher has got to be pretty cool for taking out groups of necromorphs mm. it's a great comedy yeah, it's,
0: it's very effective very powerful yeah.
1: Cool. I think I I definitely need to get because I've got the plasma cutter and line gun, which effectively you know do the same thing only in slightly different ways. I need to get something which I can use to a bit more rapid fire. So mm. I think I'm, I am going to invest in the pull rifle when we when we fire this back up. Do what you, the line gun? Do, sorry, what the line gun does have the alternative fire is a mind layer, which is really cool. If you know if you've been in an area and you've died and you know where the necromorphs are going to come from, you mm. just lay a nice little row of mines and it's carnage. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. I like
4: yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And also, if you want to feel protected, if you feel like you're in an area where they're going to come and get you from behind, because there are some areas where vents, you position yourself and you're just unlucky, you've got your back to a vent and they come through the vent. Yeah. You can put yourself a little protective little couple of mines around a vent and you know that if they come through there, they're going to die. Mm. Uh, so, there little like little tactics you can use, but I yeah, I do feel like I need to pull trifle. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, and yeah, any, cool. Anyone using melee much?
3: Um, can you really do that? I mean, no. it's, it's so weak in dead space.
1: Yeah, it's quite it's quite effective against the pack though when they're one hit kills. Okay. okay. Though, the little okay. baby, the, chick, I can, the child, I can forget them. to oh,
0: use it. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's um, I'm that busy when they when they're if they're close enough. For a melee attack, I'm usually panicking Stinks at that us. point and yeah. just yeah. <laughs> yeah. firing in any direction and getting completely overrun. <laughs> yeah. I keep, I just, I don't have time to think of that. I, I should be trying to punch them instead. I'm busy yeah. trying to reload them as they're clambering all over me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we end up, we end up in the Heights residential area, which is one of two residential areas we see in this first part. Um, pretty cool again. Very different to the Ishimura, mm. this is a place where people who live on the sprawl live uh, and are living because there are some apartments which yeah. and there's some optional areas here there's some optional areas where you can go in to collect stuff which spawns necromorphs um, which which you don't you don't have to go and take on but there's a couple of doors when you can hear people behind the door panicking
2: it's pretty horrific did anyone else notice you go into like a little laundrette, yes. a laundrette remember that and you thought
0: it was a baby there's someone in the, in the,
2: someone in the washing machine or tumble dryer yeah I,
0: yeah. yeah and also oh. you look down on did you look down on the floor i the only thing i did to console myself with this is that i think it was a bit of a red herring because there was what sounded to me like a toddler in a in a tumble dryer which just gives me the Oh, it makes me go funny right now thinking about it. Mm. And then because I don't know if you looked on the floor next to, it, there's a teddy on the floor next to it. And oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and I think that was deliberate to try and make you think. Basically, the only reason I could square it away with myself was when that section and it breaks into a bit of a firefight. I thought one of them appeared out of it, but.
3: Okay. Oh,
4: um,
0: that's basically Could what I'm be. telling myself because I don't like mm. the alternative. <laughs> oh,
2: it's awful! I just yeah, stuff like that. And there's another bit in chapter three where you hear all these babies yeah. crying, stuff anything that. like that. I just yeah. oh yeah, it turns my stomach. Man, it's yeah,
4: lovely. yeah.
0: But yeah. I think yeah. you know, well, there'll be a discussion we have slightly later on, and you know, kind of crossing lines, etc. But I think all of the stuff that I do. I'll say it now before we get to these points. Is I think what it does do is it really just adds to this feeling of authenticity of this place It is just yeah, going to yeah shit. totally. Is a lived in uh, yeah, yeah, it's
2: a lived in and a lived in place, like like I've got in my notes here. Rapture, this was where I put in my notes about, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, yeah.
1: I think the difference of the Ishimura as well in the Ishimura, it happened, you know, we we come to the Ishimura later. the, the, the it had gone to hell before we got there. I think with this, it's happening right now. Like You can see people running, yeah. the panic, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's really cool. And although it's, you know, it's all very scripted and everything else, but it's, it does give you that sense that like you're going against the flow and there's real panic here and it, the outbreak is happening right now.
3: So yeah. one thing that annoyed me just slightly with that is that you'll you often – on the other side of a fence yeah. or something like that, see mm-hmm. this action going on. Sometimes yeah. you could even, there would be holes so you could shoot. So it would make sense you'd be able to save some of these people. But you yeah. can't. Yeah, no matter you what you do, help. you can't save these people. Yeah. It's completely yeah. scripted. Yeah, there's a
1: few bits where you see civilians being killed, isn't there, by yeah, necromorphs, yeah. and That's you can't it. shoot the yeah. necromorphs. Uh, necromorphs at that point, you can't save them. Now that is, yeah. that is right. It's yeah. all very scripted, but it does build the atmosphere and it does mm. give you a sense of this is a place which is going absolutely to hell in a handcart. Yep, yep.
4: A um,
1: few plot revelations in this episode. So we do find out here that Tiedemann has built a marker on the on the sprawl. Um, which you guys probably knew from Aftermath, but that has caused the necromorph outbreak,
3: I assume. Um, go on, Matt. This may be jumping back to the first chapter. I forget where this is. Uh, we, we go through um, this medical facility. This is the first chapter, and we see yeah, uh, is, yeah. an interview with the with Nolan yeah, Strass. That we do, yeah. 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 That's actually quite a um, an important plot point there because we... Kind of get information about. I mean, at least once you've been priming your brain by watching aftermath first, you get information about what is going on on the station yeah. right now, and, and you'd already already at that point probably know that they've rebuilt the the marker. Yeah. So okay. that, that's where you should have picked that up if you'd watched yeah. the the movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's a text log, I think, or
1: or Dana tells you. In 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 in, um, in one of her bulletins, but you also see some text logs in in this uh, chapter about the investment that EarthGov have been making in the in the scientific R and D on the mm. sprawl, uh, and, and there's a lot of talk about you know the planet cracking thing has been shut down following what happened with the Ishimura, so the. Cl- the- Planet Kraken Industries no more, which means a lot of people have lost their jobs, but they're being supported by the EarthGov investments onto the Sprawl. Again, presumably an aftermath. Is there anything on that with what's... There's obviously something sinister
2: going on with the investments into this rather dodgy research. It doesn't go into it in detail, but it is, it is mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: New Necromorphs, Exploders, are back in this chapter. Probably my favourite regular yeah. Necromorph... Just because of the sheer variety of things that you can do to them and with them is <laughs> makes them just so much.
3: And they, and they're not threatening because they kind of shamble along. And the funny thing, though, is that I think this kind of necromorph is the one that's killed me the most because sometimes they'll come out from behind Shoot you and you don't see them. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a one-hit one kill. Yeah, yeah, that is you. not good. Yeah, yeah, You don't want to let these but guys get close to you. I, I, I love letting them shamble along, waiting for them to be as close as possible to the yeah. other necromorphs and then just shooting that big uh, lump that they've got as, as one of their hands and then <clears throat> you get all And then the they go to boom. And go.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what you can also do with these things, which I must say I didn't know until reading the, the strategy guide. So if there's like little bits of luggage lying around, and, it, and there generally is when you see an exploder, you can kinesisize... This these <laughs> pieces of kinesis size a piece of luggage, fire it into the sack that the Exploders are using, and that will also make them go pop. Okay, uh, which is pretty cool. But the best thing I love to do with the Exploders, and I'm just not very skillful. I'm not skillful enough to do it very often. Is to uh, plasma cutter off their arms so that. You can then pick up the sack and use it. Ah, okay. Use it oh, to yes. your I've not will. thought
2: To do that, yeah. So you, I did it quite that.
1: a bit in the first one, but I've tried to do it a couple of times in mm. in so far, and I'm, I've only done it once, I think. But that's I've cool. That's Because Then, you, that. can, <laughs> then you can carry like it around, then
0: that would freeze them and then make it a bit easier to chop it off.
1: Yeah, yeah. But they generally they'll only come grouped with other necromorphs, so it's quite yep. difficult to taser them and then focus mm. on. You're probably better off. You're probably you're probably better off um, stasis in the faster necromorphs, and you know because then you'd have the time. But it's really cool when you when you do it, and then
3: you can shoot it as a bomb at the other. Necromorphs. Do, do you guys actually use stasis in combat?
2: Uh, all the time. Yeah, I have really? done a few times. Yeah.
3: I never use it because everything is so slow. So you can just kill it before. It
1: but reaches what you. about the leapers, though? Like that aren't slow. That will kind of come at you fast and will crawl onto the walls and.
3: Yeah, I, I, I just shoot their they arms shoot off like before they reach man, me. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> well, they've only got two arms, of course. They don't have legs, so they've only got two yeah. appendages that you have to take off. But like normally, you get them fast. before uh, before they reach you. I just think I'm rubbish at this game. No,
4: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've
1: used it as well. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time, like I've constantly got no. Stasis power. I won't put I, put I, I never that. use it, I've, I've and
3: I it. always sell all of the stasis packs because <laughs> I've got no use for it. When when you actually need stasis, there's a recharge station.
1: Mm, man, yeah,
3: it's like a lifeline for me. Stasis. I mean, I don't think I, don't think
1: I there's could there's get through it without you can, it. You
0: can upgrade it. I think. Can you? That I, I, I think does it. Like, does it let you have multiple shots of it? Is that what
1: some of the upgrades do? You? And you, you just get, you just get longer, more of it,
0: isn't it? More longer. longer. Well, but is there yeah. not? Is there not one that's called? it's not two upgrades it's not like something like duration and charge or something as well oh, you know
1: there might be something where you can f- you can have two shots at once I think it maybe is
0: possibly yeah I think that might be what it allows you to do
1: you oh, know gosh. interestingly the strategy guide says you know, my trusty strategy guide that it, in it that says that you should max out your stasis before you start to upgrade anything else because that is the most powerful tool in the whole game
2: oh interesting, interesting. okay yeah.
1: It should be stasis rig and then your weapons.
4: <laughs> I've gone another way.
1: Because the, way. <laughs> the because you, oh, so have I. I mean so oh, well I did I did put one upgrade into the rig on on HP.
2: Uh, I thought I'd put I've, one into oxygen as well. Just why? Uh, just just in case. Cause just I Just I, <laughs> I thought there's nothing worse than if I've got to go through like one of these sections where I need like a high a little bit more air and I haven't and got And it starts to choke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there's nothing worse than that. so frustrating. So I'll put one in just to be on the safe side. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah. But I think do we get prudent, Jim? Do, uh, do we get introduced to a new mechanic at this bit, or is it? Yeah, a little bit later. A I I
1: little know bit you're gonna later. Say. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're going to say. We are we are coming to it. I think. Uh, if we don't, feel free to uh, feel free to to stop me. Um, so into chapter three, then. Um, are we into chapter three? No, I'm skipping a bit. Hang on. Let me just find my notes. Um, we pretty- yeah, we see. So here, as well as the exploder, we also um, we also see the infector for the first time. Um, that's as we get to the tram station. Mm-hmm. Of course, because we've got to use the tram to get to Dana, nothing's ever straightforward. Of course, the tram doesn't work. It needs to be repaired. Uh, on board Isaac goes confronted with the first infector which uh if we've stompy stomped then it shouldn't be uh if we if we've done the uh, if we've done the old hippie stomp then it shouldn't be too much of a problem we fix the we get to the front of the tram. we'd repair the tramp which is an introduction to the um i think it's an introduction to the first of those little mini games isn't it with the got to find a little blue. This the first time we do that. We got to find a little blue in the circle. D- did I, did no, everyone else know? It was... We did it
3: to get the stasis,
2: for example.
1: Uh, do we do it there?
3: Yeah, I yeah. need to do. Oh, it okay, to get
1: the stasis so that. Module. So okay, so it's not the first time we do it. Yeah. But
2: did on that? Did everyone know it was the blue bit you were looking for first? Well, they did it after the fail no, the first time. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah.
3: Okay. They explain it when you pick up the uh, the stasis module. It says. I, couldn't, oh, you couldn't you see it on the there. screen, just like the X button, just like the A oh, button. Oh yes, okay, okay, Chris.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so once we repair the tram and get it going again, it's fair to say that all hell breaks loose mm-hmm. there as we venture through uh, the tram, taking out multiple necromorphs as we go. Then we get to the wonderful bit where we have to jump from. Oh, Mads is
3: calling. So who else was standing at the? You, you fixed that or hacked that uh, little thing to get the train started, and then I thought I was just going to drive from A to B. So I, I was just going to stand there, stand my ground, and shoot everything that came. Ah, okay, out. but the game doesn't progress if you don't move forward, no. does it? <laughs> at some
1: point, <laughs> I was just thing. standing there. And Do I, they keep I was respawning? Thinking,
0: no, nothing happens. No, they don't keep it's just no, like the no. scenery will just keep whizzing past until I was like, "This yeah. is a lot. We're, we're going halfway across the planet here." And I thought, yeah, well, maybe I need to move forward.
3: Okay, I'm not the only one then. No, no, no I went on like we playing it, it in like, real time, crossing the Rockies on the Great Canadian
1: Railway or something. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs>
1: nice. As you, shall we make our way through the tram again? Because at the point where we have to jump from tram car to tram car, hmm. it's good, isn't it? It's good. No. Given us control over something which really just ought to be an animated scene as he f- as he's flying through the air, we've got tram doors coming
3: at yep. us so yeah, I, I died. thought this was an animated scene, so I just got like a huge a yeah, little door or something <laughs> straight in my face
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, these things are fun the first time through like first time you see them it's like, oh yeah, that's cool it it is and this is not the first of this is not the last of these where they're not fun. The second and third time, like you don't need to see that bit more than once, and if you mm. do, it really does spoil the spoil the effect. Yeah, um, I seen it a few more times. I, than I saw to. Uh,
2: I saw the crash a fair few times. Oh, we'll get to that, mm. dear me, <laughs> dear
1: dear me. Uh, yeah, How so we end up crash make... multiple times. So we end up making it to the crash, uh, yeah. and and then what happens? so we end up dangling in uh, The Last of Us 2 if The Last of Us 2 makes a comeback yeah. this should be a competition for how many previous playthrough games references can we get into one
2: <laughs> one episode get so a little counter av- going yeah you're
1: vanquished now we've got a bit of The Last of Us go on then Mads tell us what why, why you got Last of Us vibes so here. you're
3: hanging out of half a train car in that train wreck uh, and you're about a a metre above the, the ground, hanging uh, upside down, and with your gun in hand, of course, and then enemies start to swarm you. So you need to, while you're hanging there, shoot all of the enemies before they get too close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's right. Now, do we f- we fight a brute here, don't we? But do we? We don't fight the brute while we're dangling upside down, do we? No, I don't think no. so. That's afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the brute makes its comeback with its... Uh, with its dodgy shoulders and dodgy knees, bless it. Where you've got to, uh, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to take it out. But yeah, I mean, did anyone struggle with the upside down bit? Uh, yeah, I died no. a couple of times. So, so that was the crash bit that you've seen mm. more than once. Yeah, <laughs> gets I less think impressive I got lucky every time. I, I
3: really took a beating, but I, I survived the first attempt. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I was all right actually. I'll
1: tell you what, still Kane and me from the first game. That that quick heal button.
4: Yes, I, I, using
1: yeah. your I, uh, med packs by accident. I am yeah. using so many med packs when
3: I don't mean to, just because I just keep pressing the button. Mm. So <laughs> one thing that know. annoys me about the—I uh, I, I may be wrong, but it feels as if when I was playing Dead Space One, when you pressed heal, it would always use the smallest med pack. Yes, you yeah. But in Dead Space Two, it just uses one of them. So even if I'm just missing, I'm, I'm so used to playing Dead Space One right now. So if I knew I've got a small med pack and I was missing one point of health i just press heal because then i'd be at full health if i do that now he may be just using uh, a, a big med pack and uh, wasting four or five uh, points of of, uh, of energy yeah so that means i'm not using the heal button anymore I'm, I'm going into the inventory on this i really really have to press heal instantly yeah
1: are you guys struggling with inventory space yet Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Which is why I did something about that as soon as possible later on because it was getting quite frustrating. Yeah, I was having to, I actually, particularly on the second playthrough, and it's well worthwhile doing, I, I did a lot of doubling back to go and yeah, sell I did. stuff or put it into your yeah. locker. Your storage, yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing yeah. more frustrating than when, particularly if there's some quite decent stuff there that you're, you're, Frantically picking everything up after an encounter, and it says your mm. inventory is full, yeah. and you think, right, I yeah. well, could have to drop some small med packs here, pick up the important stuff, go back and yeah. sell it, come back and get the rest. But then there's yeah. a few points where it's not actually possible to no,
2: go back you've anymore. gone through a
3: shoot or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. is a yeah. wee bit yeah. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't
2: give you I, a lot of play. I regularly have
3: something like 500 rounds for the pulse rifle, for example, and 80 or maybe 100 shots in in the the plasma cutter. And yeah. That, yeah, that takes up. Eighty percent of my inventory.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. And then if you've got a med pack and a, and a node spare in case you yep. come across a the door, then yeah. And then well, an does you not know, take, take up
1: any space, well. well, thankfully, because so, that's yeah. those
4: don't useful. take up yeah. It's space. true.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You are right, though, Jim. It, it's not it. It's not long. I mean, by the end of chapter two, your foot, your inventory full. I mean, it's not long, is it? Like doesn't before you before the pressure starts coming on your inventory. It's really quick. Mm. Uh, the game does tell you, does not on the loading screen, to always keep a node spare. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Okay. Because you, you never know. Although, to be honest, I you, mean, never probably, <laughs> you never Probably. You never know. like it. Although you could probably always backtrack, couldn't you? You could probably always backtrack, I think. You can uh, buy them as well. To, and you can buy yep. them because you get a schematic. Mm-hmm. You get a schematic for them. So in the aftermath of the crash then, chapter three starts and uh, Dana's on. She's not happy. We've we've let it down. We we've gone off we've gone off piste. So she gives us a new route. She says, Look, I'll upload a new route to you, Rig and you know, come and find me. Um We end up heading towards another residential area here, the Cassini residential area, which at first I was like, Okay, that's weird, we've just been through one, now we're gonna go through another one, and it's reasonably similar. But it's more upmarket up market here, isn't it? Did you guys find that with like the shopping district and generally it is, it feels a little bit more affluent? And whether that, and we're starting to get this is close to the unitology center. Yeah. I am going to come to those horrible necromorphs, don't worry. Um, but it's close to the unitology center as well. It, it made me wonder like, I don't know whether I'm overthinking it. Like, is there a class thing going on here with, because. It seems like this is a more affluent residential area and it feels all very religious, like there's candles around the halls and we're starting to pick up the text logs about the unitologists. And it made me think, like, is there is there some kind of class commentary going on here about the
2: fact that, you know, I don't know. I think I'm overthinking it, but I, yeah, I don't know. No, maybe, maybe, yeah. Like I say, the closer to the church that you get, it feels like it feels like the it, uh, like the, the, the it is more like affluent, the isn't it? I, is
1: and, yeah, I'm not imagining that, am I? Like it did feel more market this area. Oh, than, definitely, than, yeah, than
2: absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. That's no, a little country. But before we get there, we encounter a new necromorph. Uh, one that I don't think was in Dead Space One. I know we had something similar in Dead Space One, but I don't think it was quite the same. Um, the pack, it's called. A hive mind type necromorph, which resembles uh, a very young child. Mm. Is there anything more creepy in a video game than a monstrous,
3: deformed, (laughs) half-rotted
2: baby corpse? I don't think there is. Lots of them. (laughs) Are, Are these
3: the children that are running around in the? There's a primary school. In, in that district, is that are those the ones you? Yeah, to? Yeah, like it looks yeah. like an abandoned like playground, doesn't it? Where you first yeah. see them, It's says primary school, I think. In uh, if you go to well the far end of one of the corridors, okay. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They 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 scared they scared the hell out of me the first time because that's just spooky. Yeah, <laughs> having having yeah. Le- little zombified children running around. Yeah, but uh, oh,
0: it's just about as depressing as it gets. You know, the thought of them of having probably been well. Either something tragic, kind or of, oh, you know, the the, uh, the reanimator type things got hold of them, or something. It's just, oh, it just mm. doesn't bear thinking about whatsoever. So I was yeah. I was viewing it as mercy killings. That's what I consoled myself with. <laughs>
3: and, and are they even more spooky because they aren't horribly deformed? Everything That's, else we see is yeah. just is horribly going to deformed. say that. But these yeah. are just pale children running around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, you are spot on because if you look at the artwork, if you look have a look at the uh, Fandom wiki at some of the concept art of these things they they're actually not that deformed, you know, there's just no. signs of injury on them but they by and large like the other necromorphs there's there's a humanoid quality to them but you, they're not human anymore, a long mm. way from it, but these, the pack, they are they horrible, horrible yeah. things I've, I've been at.
0: fine with everything in the first game and everything in this game up until now and this is the first thing that I thought, oh, I don't know, no, I'm not 100% happy yeah. with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did feel weird. I mean, it's, it is it's really horrible. Like, when they first run out of that fence and, and, like, they always... There's a scream, isn't there, before yeah. they come. And then there's a scream before they retreat as well. So there's this, you know, there is a hive mind quality to them where they attack in a park, hence the name the pack, I mean from a purely mechanical, leaving aside the leaving aside the design of them from a purely mechanical point of view, they do go down very quickly if you've got, yeah. I imagine yeah. if you've got something like the pulse rifle
3: yeah. um, they're all one hit kills but
4: yeah. They're, yeah they're even more
3: easy with the the plasma cutter because there they're, they are, just one hit kills yeah. I'm not sure whether they are with the pulse rifle. I think they are. I think
1: I okay. think they are. I mean, if, yeah. even if you fire some luggage at them, that is a that will kill them. Okay, as well. okay.
0: Yeah, I think definitely part of the sort of my fear of them came from having to hit each one of them individually with the plasma cutter, yeah. and you had to do it. Right. You have to be fairly quick with it. On the second playthrough, where I had the pulse rifle, they definitely lost a little bit of their threat because you just absolutely blow them away and I thought oh that's fine I'm not scared of them anymore because I can just take them all out while while they're at the
3: other end of the corridor so how did you feel about going back and stomping on all the little corpses to get the the good stuff out of them
0: gotta get those credits Mads (laughs)
1: You do become a little bit desensitised to the stomp, don't you?
0: Yeah, that's it. I'd be more than happy to steal their hard-end pocket money off them and their little
1: (laughs) packets of sweets. (laughs) Hand it over. I need them. (laughs) You're an evil man, Gilmore. It's been said before. We'll say it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's this Bigby wolf coming out all over There's again. A,
1: there is a dark side. There is now He's back. Yeah. There goes another reference to a previous playthrough game. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, they, they are horrific. And, and it's, you know, the way they retreat is also horrific because it's preceded by that big scream and then you can see them running back off. It is. Uh, Yeah, pretty horrendous. Um, Plot-wise here, we get a little bit from uh, Nolan about he's mumbling about hallucinations. That's followed up by Dana to remind us, look, he's a psychopath and he's dangerous. Mm -hmm. He was in prison with you. um, Just playing one off um, against the other there. Um, We we end up in a unitology resource centre and we have to go up through a garbage compactor to to progress. Uh, yes, Zero-G. It, it's
3: Zero-G.
1: It's back.
3: It's back. It's Can I back. just say before we go any further, I really enjoyed Zero-G sections oh, in yeah, DS1. Jesus Christ. I, I really did. I had no problem with that mechanic. I, I liked it.
2: I think it was it's a lack a of better. control this that I
0: didn't like. Once you once yeah. you chosen your trajectory, you were then for better mm. or worse, you were committed, and sometimes that was
2: quite frustrating. Mm. Okay. And that's oh. corrected in this. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: They've, yeah, they've obviously listened to feedback. It's it's night and day mm. the difference it's between better. the two. Much I, I think it's, I don't really see how they could do it much better. To be honest, and yeah, it's good. It's yeah, really
1: good. it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's not a problem. Whereas in the first I game, I, I first really first
3: hated one. it. <laughs> I, I preferred the way it was done in in, in Dead Space One because <laughs> I, I like the fact that you lose control because you don't have a jetpack or something like that. this is how it that's should it, be, for better or worse. Yeah, yeah, that's how it should be. I I like that way of controlling it. And this, I mean, just feels like, uh, well, give me a jetpack and I'm, I'm uh, I just get another dimension to move in here. There's nothing special. I I might as well just be walking around. They obviously gave the
0: animators a bit more time to work on the. Zero-G animation still. There's not, like you say, the, the two frames of animation from him being collapsed on the ground to upright and then True. upright to <laughs> collapse
1: on the ground again.
3: Yeah. Now, you know I don't you've like got, that we are in We you know you've control.
1: got questionable
3: taste, though, Mads, haven't we? We've seen it before. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how is he actually doing this? Does he have a small jetpack or... Does his boots have little jets, or how is he controlling? Yeah, I just,
2: as, I just assumed it was like little sort of Tony Stark esque.
3: Yeah, like little thrusters. Yeah, exactly. so yeah, little in thrusters yeah, Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting right now. It must be his boots, but I'm forgetting right now how it's actually done.
0: I think it shows, I, I think, I might be I think there's little jets both
3: at his wrists and his ankles that okay. are almost, yeah, mm. like a little thrust. Yeah, like. it makes sense. These these sections are fine as well, but I, I just preferred the way it was done in, in yeah, this yeah. one.
2: Did yeah. everyone know? That they had so after you've done the zero G, you go down a little tunnel, don't you? Where these like mm. uh debris coming towards you. Did everyone yeah. know to head down there straight away? Oh, I just thought, I'm not going down there, like that's I'm gonna get one hit killed straight. I thought
0: it'd be instant kills. Any of that stuff coming, yeah, out. Mm. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, th- I think because there's nowhere else to go, is there because you've no, come no. from the other direction, which, yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, it looked quite intimidating. The graphics here are amazing, by the way, as well. Well, I was
0: just going to comment on that. That was was one of the big things that we picked up on from the first game. And one of the things I loved so much about it was the sense of scale that you got with these big machines that were around the Ishimura. And it was the sound, it was the noise and Mm. the actual sort of... Everything felt like it had some real kind of weight and heft to it. And this compacted, when you're up in the little control room looking down on it, and I I, I stood up there for a couple of minutes just watching it going through its cycles, and you just think it's how much love and attention has gone into yeah. each of these machines and their designs. They look like they're actually yeah. functioning machines.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And and the sound as well. I mean, yeah. We've mentioned the sound a few times now, but like the roar of the garbage yeah, compacted deafening. when it starts up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, And the lighting effects as well, with like the, the light coming in. Is it the sun rays coming in? It, it looks really spectacular. Really, mm. really does look good. Yeah. Um, it does. It's, it's, it, yeah, you're right, Andy. There's a couple of parts where the scale is like... There's another one coming up in the next chapter where it just feels so big. Everything just feels really, really big. And they did that really well in Dead Space 1 as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, one weapon that we've not really spoken about is the javelin. Which wasn't in Dead Space One. Uh, has anyone spent much time using the javelin? No,
3: no I haven't even seen it yet. No, no. Matt, I've tried it once or twice uh, on my first playthrough. It's it's good. It's like uh, it, it has the same effect as when you pick up you uh one of these uh, metal rods and, and shoot it at them. So
1: I, I love the fact that we've made up a new verb. It will really yes. be <laughs> in the dictionary re- <laughs> next year. It really will. Uh, but you, do you know what the best thing about the javelin gun, and I only started using it towards the end, but to be honest, I mean, in combat, it was a bit of a game changer for me, which realized that like, I'm not using strategy enough. The alternate fire of the javelin is absolutely superb. What does so that do? You, so you can impale... So say you've got a group of necromorphs coming at you, and it's particularly effective with something like the pack. Mm. If you javelin one and pin them to something... You can then, or you just javelin them so it sticks into their chest. You can then alternate fire to electrify the bolt that you fired. Ah, and okay. the electrifying area will kill other necromorphs that are around it. Oh, okay. yeah. nice. It's really effective for taking out groups. It's a bit like having the, the, um, the exploder sack. On tap because it's got that kind of range of effect it's really really good um, very effective for taking out large groups and I started using it towards the end of this session and really what it really is good' it's very effective' so well worth well worth checking out if you've if you've not already there's too many weapons you can only use so many can't you I mean and there's only so many weapons as we've said before yeah. you spread yourself too
3: thin
2: i don't know how you'd have the Inventory space to carry uh, ammo for uh, enough ammo for every every weapon. Yeah, Yeah, and the weapon
3: takes up a space in inventory as well.
2: Yeah. We end up, we arrive
1: at the church in the end after going through the apartment block, uh, which we're going to spend the next two chapters in, and which is a very cool area. But before we get there, we we get attacked by the military gunship, which again is a very cool set piece, very spectacular. Looking and very spectacular sound and piece. Question for those who've seen Aftermath: Do we think the gunship is attacking Isaac, or is it attacking the sprawl?
3: Uh, At this point, I think he's they're attacking Isaac. He what? At this point, they're definitely attacking Isaac. Are they right? So you think
1: they are attacking him? Mm. They're not very good shots, then, are they? (laughs) 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 No. Because he manages to very easily just walk past through the area
2: which they're blasting out the windows. Mm. Um, but yeah. Which kind of doesn't make, I mean, I don't want to say too much spoil Aftermath for anyone that's not watched it and, and wants to. It kind of doesn't make too much sense as to why they'd want to take him out. No, but is that explained in Aftermath though? Uh, not directly, it, but you get an assumption of of why they've kept him alive, you, you know. Reveal, you know why they've kept him alive. Basically,
1: there's a reveal at the end of chapter five, which was a revel- plot revelation for me. Which as you may have known from aftermath, and we will get there in a minute. Um, but it's a big, the big plot twist at the end of chapter five for me. Mm. Uh, was when we we will come to it in 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 a few minutes. Um, the church is a really cool cool place, isn't it? It's a it, it's a very very. I think, brilliantly designed area, which is massively different. And I'm talking before you even get into the Basilica, which is spectacular in its own right, just the surrounding bits of the church, the way you've mm. got those audio spots where you can learn about the, the history user. of unitology. The mm. yeah.
4: it,
1: it almost feels like the game turns into a walking simulator a little bit, which is mm. really cool. Uh, one of the things that... in uh, read an interview with Wright bagwell the creative director on this game and one of the things he said he wanted to improve upon from the first is that he felt like i'm not sure i agree with him but he felt like the first game was just like relentless terror all the time like you never ever it never let up like mm. you were constantly you were if you weren't fighting enemies you were on edge because you knew the next battle was not so far away mm. um I mean, I question whether it was constant terror, but I can kind of see where he's coming from. It was one paced, it was really good, but it it was you know, it was how like you were either anticipating a battle or you were having a battle. One of the things he said he wanted to do with Dead Space 2 is create these moments where you are feel safe and you're doing things and thinking about things other than taking down necromorphs. And and I think this is probably the first real Example of that, an area where I almost forgot I was playing that, you know, Inverticom survival horror game here because you are just wandering around this area, listening to these. It's like a tour guide thing. Is it's like a it's like an audio tour of this church, uh, and interspersed you've got these text logs about you know what happens, how you mustn't disturb the indoctrination procedures, and you know the tour guides must make sure that the tourists stick to. Um, the guides, because there's other things going on in the church. And again, building that sense of place yeah. with the environment. I got really strong resi vibes. You yes, know, the yeah, the, definitely. The, 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 the
2: library w- as well. And mm. and the way that you unlock the route back. Yeah. Doing stuff like... Although yeah. it's still a very linear path, but it just makes it feel a little bit more open that you will lock well, away way back. It gives
0: you quite the- a useful new... Mechanic here where yes, we not, mentioned you can that. click the right stick and it'll show you the critical path. Yeah, the first on the first playthrough, and it says it shows you a symbol of the D-pad and it says use up and down to change objectives or something like this. Um, I didn't realize that you had to have the path up to then click it up and down because I, I saw a little prompt and I was pressing up and down and all it was doing was just kept bringing up my weapon wheel, yeah. and so I then just disregarded it and didn't really kind of attempt it again during the first playthrough, it was only on the second one that I realised what it was talking about and then you can then change the path to show you the nearest save point or
3: store yeah, or the anything like that, bench, and yeah, it, that it's yeah. actually a really useful thing to have um, mm, yeah. This I, I game I waste holds quite a your l- hand and is so linear so try, when you play it guys next time Try to for an entire chapter never bring up the map and never bring up that guide because you I, don't can't. Need
0: it. I, I can't. I can. The reason, no. the, the
3: reason I do it is because I see where it wants me to go
0: and then I go the opposite direction. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, exactly. What that's what I, I do, do as well it. when I use yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I worry exactly. about missing something.
4: Mm.
2: If it yeah, kind of feels like it's forcing me to point B, I want to go and check out what's behind yeah. point yeah. A before I go. But that's which sometimes me. it doesn't work out because you end up moving the story on by going to point, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah.
1: I, yeah. I actually wish it wasn't there. And I, I've said this on the... And I know Mads is going to make a counterpoint to this in the second. Areas. I he is. But I said in the first game that it, it's, it's one of the most gamey things about yeah. Dead Space mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the fact that you can do this. And, and in a game which tries to be so diegetic in everything else it does, like the fact that you can bring up this root marker... I think is just so horribly gamey. I wish it wasn't there, but because it is there, I can't stop using it every five seconds. Mm.
3: And my counterpoint would be that this is actually not gamey at all because I work in a place where we do this kind of stuff in AR. uh, We do for production companies, for example, uh, roll out uh, different kind of AR systems for maintaining machines or for picking stuff from uh, huge uh, warehouses. And that is exactly what we do. We do this kind of annotation lines, drawing where you need to go and stuff like that. So, so for me, it feels kind of natural. And that's and that is super cool. If you know,
1: yeah. I, I, I need that walking around London. Mads is basically <laughs> Isaac Clarke. Uh, Mads Mads, can you download like one of those to my if I buy like some snazzy Apple watch or something just so a little route through London comes on the floor I can just follow it because I'm forever getting lost (laughs) or if
4: I buy the limited run
0: collector's edition helmet could you integrate it into that please
3: probably yeah (laughs) nice I would
0: go go walk around Morrison's with a shopping list being superimposed inside the helmet with a path around the Mm. different aisles that's what I need if if
1: Andy repurposes a, a Gruffalo dress up costume as a dead space rig <laughs> will it work <laughs> <laughs> but i wish it, i wish in the game i do wish it wasn't there i wish it just let you just explore and discover because i just can't stop myself using it all the time and it does it gets right on my nerves
3: i like the noise it so makes i've been me trying click on and off really? deliberately not to use yeah. it and that does make the game better because it does it does point you in the right direction anyway yeah yeah, yeah it does It does.
1: But yeah, this is a really cool area because as you go through you unlock doors which allows you to loop back. Some people I'm sure are gonna say there is backtracking. I'd agree with that. You know, I think there is there's a lot of this area which feels similar and there is backtracking mm. particularly if you're constantly running back and forth to the store like I am, that's a decision I make
3: of course but yeah. uh, it's something which I so feel is I didn't. Necessary. I don't do that because I, again I feel like he wouldn't do that no. <laughs> in this setting I, and, and, there's and, no and I would need say actually because of the uh, as Jim mentioned, you, you whenever you get to the end of some path you unlock a new door to get yes, back to yeah. where you start from. There is no backtracking. You never have yeah. to go through the same parts twice. It's only that little stairway. Uh, yeah, that you yeah. need to to traverse more than once. Yeah, yeah.
4: And, and the
1: resources are, are, are abundant, aren't they? They you are. Know, yeah. if, if if you do the uh, if you do the dinosaur stump, you know the um, <laughs> the resources. Are every you don't need to store away all your ammo because there's so much of it. But I can't bring myself. I'm such a hoarder when it comes to games like this. I just can't bring
2: myself not to pick the stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> so much I've got in my notes here that I I've upgraded the helmet and the armor now to the second second upgrade. Okay, the helmet in 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 this point, yeah, yeah. You get the security. Oh, you get the schematic um, for the security suit? Yeah, yeah the security suit. I Would didn't have the credit.
1: Bonus
3: to the pulse rifle as well. There's a damage bonus bonus. That's to the right. Pulse yeah, you get five yeah. percent extra damage or something. So I've got uh, it
1: down. So the security, it gives you better armor. Uh, It gives you 15 inventory slots, which is that a five-slot
3: upgrade on me. Mm. And
1: it gives you 5% increased damage on all weapons. Oh, I thought it was only the pulse rifle.
3: In-game, it says it's
1: the pulse rifle. Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe I've written that down wrong. You're probably right. Um, Yeah, pretty cool. I didn't have the credits for it, and at the end of Chapter 5, still don't
3: have it.
0: Yeah, really? it's really cool, and as well, it's as, as much. Do you remember the, Stomp everything? The um, the lighting on the front of it, it's almost got this kind of slightly maniacal grin on it. It looks like the smiling mask from V for V for Vendetta. If you look at it mm. from the, uh, it just makes it look like a proper badass.
1: So it's it's a visual upgrade as well, is it? Like yeah. it changes yeah. the way you look. Yeah,
3: it's cool. really cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I know why you don't have the money for it. Because I, there was no, I, I had money for all of this. That's because I'm selling the stasis packs and stuff like that.
1: Why are you selling them? They, they, they. they what keeps you alive?
3: No, I don't need them. Yeah. So, and they're <laughs> actually good money, I think. Two I do need thousand. to sell
2: some of my ammo. I've got a lot of ammo. Okay. There's the um. There's the oh, is it like the gold or platinum? That you find as well, the semiconductors, semiconductors, the semiconductors. Yeah, yeah, well,
3: they're gold and ruby and
1: bronze, bronze I
2: think, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't I just have never had enough money, and I think I've not saved for it because I've always, you know, I, I buy a buy the odd power node as well,
3: which maybe I ought to stop doing that and save up for the suit. Oh yeah, I always try. I try to keep at least ten to twenty thousand in wow, my uh, credits readily available for a suit upgrade.
2: I've only had to buy one power node, but I've not missed a door yet. No, I've not missed a door, no.
3: I buy power nodes all the time, as many as I can, because I just want Do to upgrade you? my gear. Yeah, and
2: yeah. the same, I've yeah. spent
0: tens of thousands on power nodes. Yeah, but I, I must a have bought at least five at, at this point. On, But I keep yeah. buying them.
2: Must, God, see, I buy med a med lot of stomping.
3: You, you buy what? Stomp. I buy Med packs. I sell med packs. Yeah, I'm the same. I
0: sell them. <laughs> I'm rubbish in this game. Yeah, man. there's I'm so rubbish many. Yeah. It. yeah, there's you get a lot. You get a lot of med packs,
3: but then I guess maybe yeah, I,
0: I think the game is quite good at giving you what you need. So a lot of the time when you stomp on things, I get yeah, more ammo because yeah. that's what I need, and hmm. it does it yeah. does seem to give me a lot of med med packs as well that I subsequently yeah. then go and sell. So yeah, yeah we
2: too. we did find, didn't we, in in Dead Space One that if you've got a lot of weapons it spreads your ammo pickups over those weapons yep. so that you you can end up running out yeah. of ammo. Whereas if you've just yeah. got a couple of weapons, you'll get yeah, plenty yeah. of ammo for those yeah. two weapons. So maybe it's yeah. the same sort of Definitely. mechanics going
1: on Yeah,
2: here yeah. With, with med packs and stuff like that. Yeah. I like to have me four
1: weapons though, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> so we end up in the Basilica in the church, which is a very, very cool looking area in my opinion with the statues in the middle reaching up to the ceiling. It's, uh, it's visually impressive. Again, the sound, the echo as you're walking around, it's so very well done. Great sense of place, great sense of scale. Mm. Um, you can bet your life there's going to be a boss battle because mm. there's locked doors and you know it's building to it. Um, it's probably not... It, it, it throws you off the scent a little bit because as you get to the end of the chapter, you get that thudding on the door As he goes to the door, but Dana then comes on and says, right, I'm going to unlock, I'm going to find a way to unlock the other gates and he needs to essentially survive while she does that. But rather than get a big, huge necromorph that is beating down the door, we actually get introduced to another smaller necromorph, very different, the stalker to what we've seen so far. These things attacking groups will hide behind cover and will will try and flank you. Um, mm. it, interestingly, they they approach. So the way they're designed is, if you're looking at them, they will remain hidden. But only when you look away will they then run out and charge at you. Did you notice what the achievement was as yeah, well? Cle- was clever yeah, clever girl.
2: Clever girl. Clever girl. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: Did it, you guys have any trouble with these stalkers?
2: I think I died. A, a, once or twice before getting through it, I think I definitely died
3: three or four times before I figured out how to how to handle yeah. them
4: mm-hmm.
2: so when you died, where did it send
1: you back to
3: to the uh, beginning of this section, so I needed to yeah. go down again, go yeah. back to the door, wait mm-hmm. for the third, and then get back
1: yeah, man that but, is a lot that's a reasonably long way
3: mm-hmm. to to, yeah. to be sent back yeah I was surprised I that what what I did wrong was actually um moving too quickly away from the door if you just stay at the door actually yeah. you'll be safe and, yeah, you, and you can pick them up they, they will actually attack you if you just wait uh, yeah they'll charge the at rhythm. you
1: in the end and then you're quite yeah. easy to pick off if, if you do yeah the mistake I made first time is I moved around and they do flank you you know they'll come at yeah, exactly. you then from multiple directions and they're quite if they get
3: close they're quite dangerous
4: yeah um, I moved
3: around as well and then while you were fighting one another one would kill you yeah, from the exactly, side yeah. for example yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, but as long as you keep you back to
3: a wall, actually,
1: they're not too difficult to take down.
2: Yeah. No. In in putting you a little bit further back rather than dropping you straight back into the, the, the boss fight, is that giving you the chance then to lay a few traps and make things a little bit easier for yourself? Yeah, or? you you can yeah, de- that definitely. I mean, works. those mines would
3: have been good here. Mm.
2: Yeah, that so that that does work. So I
1: use them. Mm. I mean, they, they, it took a little bit more than that, but knowing that they were going to come at me from from the front. Yeah, look, yeah, two or three mines across there. Yeah, definitely took out a couple of them. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. that that's effective. Again, you know, it, a little bit of trial and error here. If you know what's going to happen, because you know there's going to be no surprises, Yeah. You, it's where the game's quite forgiven is that you can prepare, properly yeah. prepare yourself. Yeah,
2: it, it obviously but, breaks the immersion, but a little sort of pays
1: off in, in other ways. A little but it's still quite it's still quite satisfying though actually when when they, you know, blazingly run into your yeah. trap that you've set. Yeah. Mm. Um they're not actually that difficult to take down as long as you can fight one at a time. Yeah, exactly. I think the the difficulty well, like a lot of these things actually like a lot of the necromorphs in the game where it gets tough is when you have to when they're coming at you from multiple directions if you yeah. can, if you can crowd control them and you can use st- well if some of us use stasis to you know, maybe freeze the more threatening ones. Most encounters are, you know, reasonably doable. Yeah, I um, definitely use stasis in
2: this one. Definitely. Yeah, man, yeah.
4: I use
1: it all the time. But by the, I felt like I was getting to my stride though. Going into chapter five, I definitely felt I actually came a I started getting a bit overconfident actually in, in in a section here. But I felt like I was. Yeah, I was definitely getting to grips with it. Having struggled through the first two and a half chapters, dying quite a lot, by this point I actually felt like I was starting to hit my stride. I was starting to use the javelin gun with the electrified thing. Yeah, my aim was getting better with the uh, with the plasma cutter. I felt like I was hitting my stride, which was a relief after being a complete and total tool for the first for the for the opening chapters. so we go down, we're supposed to be going up, because Dana's at the top of the church, but we end up going down here into the crypt, which is cool, because it' one of my favourite areas of the opening session. Yes. I, yes. I love cold areas in games, you know, like in the uh, mm. in the Resi games, like when you mm. go into cold environments, and Yeah, this game doesn't disappoint with the visuals, you actually feel cold walking yeah, around it. Yeah, you can it, hear it all crackling as well, yeah. can't you? Mm. It's really good. You, you, and it the, just you makes know, it feel like a
2: laboratory. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: very yeah. cool. And you can see the breath, there's breath coming out and stuff like that, it's mm. little touches, which you know always think in these, in these games, like if you actually feel chilly when you're walking around
3: these yeah. environments mm. it's, it's done the right thing. Um, it, and what's it, wonderful about this is that there are no monsters. No. I mean, the suspense just builds and builds and builds, you go through four different sections that are alike, they look like the same, and, and you you go and you, you're Initially, you're very, very careful. You're looking around every yeah. corner. You you can see these tanks where the bodies are yeah. stored in, and you you are just waiting for one you of them to You know what's going to happen. something yeah. to attack you, and nothing happens. And and then you go to the next section, and you, there's even more of these tanks, and you're sure, ah, uh, this one is going to break. This one's <laughs> gonna, no, nothing happens, and you go through the third one, and now you're really on edge, and and you're thinking. Ten of these are gonna break in a second. Yeah. This is all hill is gonna break loose, and nothing happens. Yeah. But then, when you get to the fourth one, of course, then uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, the shit hits the fan.
1: <laughs> and when it starts, my it really starts. You. Oh yes! <laughs> you oh yes! Coming at you from all directions, and yeah, you need to have your wits yeah. about you for sure. And when it, but yeah, there's loads of resources as well on the way, isn't it? You know, mm. it feels like it's. Uh,
3: yeah, well, this this like... was uh, this and the first fifteen minutes were definitely my favorite yeah. sections of this first session. It's classic horror design,
1: isn't it? That mm. giving you the tension, you know, you know it's going to happen. Mm. Yep. It
2: just keeps that, teasing it's you. It's that anticipation, isn't it? Of just peeking around a corner and yeah, just, mm. just to see if there's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. and then you <laughs> see and then you see one that you
1: see a tank that's broken and you're like, right. Right. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yes, it's
0: going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was definitely a, a shout of "you bastard" when it actually did break out because <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah, you were just like a you... coiled spring, and then you just <laughs> totally fluffed a shot, even you though you'd been waiting for it for the last five yeah. minutes.
1: I was just starting to relax, thinking, actually, you know, this is just a this is just a tease. There's not going to be any necromorphs here. Just mm. starting to relax a little bit, and then it wallops you. Yeah, it's very effective. It's very, very well done. Uh, Again, like looking at you know, thinking about that interview with Wright Bagwell and what he was saying about the the, the contrast that he was trying to create here from the church to this area. They're very different in the feel, you know, in how it builds the tension. Uh, It's really effective. It's really good. Um, When we get through the morgue, we end up in the uh, in a coffin delivery area which is a bit grim. So this is where the coffins come down into the morgue see uh, take away the bodies, um, which I suppose on a space station like that, you'd have to have something like that, right? Which would of disposing of your dead. Um, but we, we, we get a text log to say that the mechanism's been jammed, so it's been offline for a while. Um, our route is up through the coffin delivery mechanism, um, and we have to
2: solve a puzzle... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just imagine Mads at this point game.
4: Yeah, This I don't isn't know, a like,
2: puzzle.
1: <laughs> can we? I don't, I'm not sure. Even can we? Mads, go on. You've played this twice. You have to just kind of fold down these bits and
3: yeah, they're they like these three wheels that are turning around, so, so creating a sphere, kind of like in with their movement. Those three circles in each other, rolling around. And you have to just push one button, push the other button. Stasis, it all stasis first. Push two buttons, then it, the outer ring is, is caught. Yeah. Same thing again. Stasis, the the middle rings. Push two buttons, then they're caught. So no, this isn't a puzzle, but we have to do, <laughs> to do, to go through the motions. <laughs> use stasis three times. That's we actually use stasis here, three times, and then push two yeah. buttons, and then you uh, disable the um, the gravity. Is that yeah. that's what we're doing, isn't yeah. it? You are right what you said
1: earlier. like In the bits where you have to use stasis, there are stasis recharge points on the wall nearby, yes, aren't you? So yes. you, could never, you could never run out of stasis. Nope.
3: So just sell those stasis
1: packs because they're worth no, good mate. money. No, mate, they're my lifelines. I ain't selling them no way, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so when we've frozen these rings in place, we can go up through, in a zero-G section, we can go up through... Um, the coffin delivery mechanism what's cool is you go through the hatch at the top, you see the coffin that had been stuck and tumbling out I don't know if you guys noticed I assume that's what mm-hmm. it was. the coffin that had been jamming the mechanism gets yep. released um which shows that he's still doing a little bit of his engineering isn't he? he's still doing his day job mm-hmm. can never uh, can ne- you can never leave it behind completely that's it. so as we get up to the top here and we're heading towards the end game of this um, this chapter. I have no recollection of this, but Mads, I know you will. My trusty strategy guide, Prima strategy guide, says we get grabbed by a large necromorph that holds us and we have to shoot the flesh so it drops us.
3: Yeah, yeah, the the, the whole QTE part. Did you forget that? Yeah,
1: I just don't remember that at all.
3: It's it's also a very annoying part. Um, Maybe that's why I blocked it out. Yeah, we fall down through some floors, No, Yeah,
1: before that. So this is so that's after we've had the reveal with Dana, isn't it? No,
3: no, that's just before, isn't it? That's oh, is it? Very, okay, yeah, that's the yeah. very end of it. That's just before. See, because so then you do that... remember that part, then.
1: Okay, well, apparently, according to my strategy, and I may have got the I may have got the order wrong, that we end up. I may, yeah, I may have got the old one. Oh, what we do get here is a schematic for the detonator gun, mm. which sounds pretty cool. That wasn't in Dead Space one, was it? The detonator.
4: Mm. I don't
1: remember. Oh, right, I no. don't think, I think so. so. No. Yeah. No. Apparently, it's, uh, Yeah, I don't know what it does, but it does. It sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? The Detonator. <laughs> I'll be uh, having a look at that when we when we fire it up again. But we end up getting to the top, and we 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 finally meet Dana, the lovely and trustworthy. Dana, who's been guiding us up to this point, mm. turns out she's not actually a goodie. She's not. She's not a good person at all. Uh, she's a unitologist, which in this game is uh, it, it is a synonym for scum of the earth. It seems, mm. uh, and she is. Uh, her plan is to capture Isaac. I mean, maybe by this point, the fact that Dana doesn't turn out to be quite who she seemed. Isn't exactly a plot twist of epic proportions. Mm. I think I'd got that. At, I think the, the realization that dawned on me that maybe all was not what it seemed with Dana. But the thing that did really throw me was the revelation that Isaac had been making the markers, mm. and that's why she wanted to capture him because he could make a marker.
3: Yep. Really? I mean, so, watching what's... watching aftermath, you'll. You'll learn more about this. So okay, Isaac cool. hasn't been making the marker by himself. No one's trust has
2: definitely been helping. Okay, cool. But hes I don't think he's physically making them, no, is he? They're no. using... He's telling them how, how it's yeah, made. Yeah, they're using him to, 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 mm. to make... Which then... Is it EarthGov? I think they're called, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You get this gunship that comes in to, to kill him. K- I think they're obviously... Vayner. Yeah, but I think they're trying to kill Isaac as well, aren't they? Oh okay, they? right. Um, just i just the th- killed... I presume just co- trying to cover the whole thing up.
3: Yeah, that was my guess as well.
1: So what's Isaac got do we find out in aftermath what it is about Isaac which enables him to Yes, yes. make these things? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we need to and Andy, we need to know this stuff. Yeah. I I'll watch it before I play it anymore, definitely. Yeah, I feel like it, it. Feels like after what you guys have said, like it's an essential watch. Yeah, it's, it's not totally too
2: breakfast. long; about an hour, ten, hour, fifteen, or something like. That. I'm
0: gonna yeah. watch
1: it. I'm gonna watch it when I get up in the morning. The kids yeah. will love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Breakfast TV.
2: <laughs> right.
1: get, turn Mister tumble, tumble off. Yeah. yeah. Get that. Get,
2: get that space on. No more Justin's house. Come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so we go into then. The gunship comes along. Dana gets killed. I mean what's Isaac are going to do now without anybody telling tell him where to go he is effectively his game over on many levels because without without his without his his, his little route mm. and presumably he's going to be lost forever no uh, else can guide him in, and we going to call we end up uh running away don't we from uh We end up falling through... What Mads just said is right. This is the point where we end up falling through the floor, isn't it? Yes. And then we're attacked by the Tormentor, which Uh is the the boss. And we have to shoot its... Yeah, you're right. We have to shoot its weak point to get it Mm. to drop Isaac, don't we? Yep. Uh, I didn't have any real problem with this bit.
4: I did because
3: not. I actually didn't expect quick time events, which is what we are, what we really using here. Yeah. I thought I was going to battle this thing, so I died three or four or five times before I figured out that oh, that's not a, what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to shoot it in that weak spot until it drops me. Run! Uh, don't try to do anything apart from opening the door. Yeah. Get out of the door. Wait until you're flung into outer space. Don't shoot anything until the last minute where you need to shoot. You can't shoot the actual monster. I yeah. I pumped like 300 balls into it and died. But then you need to shoot just one of the barrels, just two shots in one of the barrels that yeah. explodes and makes the monster uh, well toss you back into the building and then you're, you're done. Right.
4: Yeah. But that, so that was so
3: that annoying th- because this is a game that's taught me I can fight stuff, I can yeah. shoot stuff, I can I can destroy stuff, I can I can actually Control what I'm doing, and then it it grips me completely out of it and says, nah, na nah, mess! This is a quick time event. You need to do this, 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 and that. You're playing um, you're playing Space Ace now. Yeah, Dragon's Lair. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, the bit that I really struggled with was the bit outside the ship when you get plunged yep. outside. Mm. You got to shoot the barrel, haven't you?
4: Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. I, I I emptied so many maxes.
1: Yeah, me the, too. The
3: bloody monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing happened. I mean, I reckon what Six or seven
1: times I've seen that scene where yep, you have to turn Isaac around, run to the door, stasis the door, and then yep. you get... I mean, this is another example of something which looks really cool. As a set piece, it's really cool mm. first time. You know, it's spectacular, really dramatic. By the time you've seen it four or five times, it, the novelty is well and truly hmm. gone. Mm. And it's yeah. just like... like Remember when we spoke about Modern Warfare Two, like, and it, we spoke about it. Then another, another. There's yeah, another reference. Well done. Good work. Like, it was like <laughs> these these sections. You, you. It should be really difficult to fail these sections, like because they are they are scripted events, which really you're only really designed to see once. Mm. Like to my mind, they should be very difficult to fail just to give it that narrative impact.
3: Yeah, no, that's true, actually. Because
1: it's really frustrating to do these things because, you know, the whole thing probably takes three or four minutes. Tops. Yeah. But when you failed it and, like... It's like, here we go again. Right, I'll turn around. I've brought a status at the door. Right, I'm going to go outside now. I'm shooting this thing. Now I'm dead. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, if you're it's watching if you're watching a film, it's that bit of a film where that badass, just, it all goes quiet, and then he's got that one bullet left, and he takes that shot to blow yeah. the barrel. And yeah. if mm. you're reputedly dying, it just breaks that immersion straight away. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I yeah, wouldn't true. mind these scenes being a cutscene. I really wouldn't. Like,
2: nope, I just... Me neither.
1: You know, just tell me the story. Like, mm. let me see it. It looks brilliant. It yeah. sounds or brilliant. An, an
0: unfailable cutscene where you pr- you get to press the button or pull the trigger to fire it, but <laughs> you can't actually feel that you're just getting to pull it. You
1: know, you're just getting to sort of interact yeah. with it. But yeah, I so. mean, as Mad says, like all agency is taken away from you, and it effectively turns into space ace for mm. a minute, it which does. is just so out of keeping in the rest of the game. Like, there's two or three moments like this, which is yeah, very frustrating. There we go. Cut scenes, Chris. You need to play a Kojima game. <laughs> I don't mind cut scenes. Like, yeah, I mean, t- tell me a story. Give me, you know, if you're going to give me a game, give me a game. If you're going to give me a, a, a narrative moment, give me a narrative moment. Yeah. Don't yeah. turn the narrative moment into a different type of game yeah, that I can fail it. and have to repeat again and again and again. Because the enjoyment just ebbs away with each time you do it. Yeah. To the point where you just get really frustrated. Yeah. That is the end of Chapter 5. We end up in another residential area at the start of Chapter 6, uh, where I immediately ran to the nearest save point and <laughs> saved my game. And yep. uh, we wait to see what happens next. I mean, there's lots of questions. I mean, this was a... you know, My Reddit research kind of proved, right, this was a nice place to...
3: feels like the first part of the
1: game is over.
2: Mm. Uh
3: and presumably yeah, I felt Nolan... like the, the perfect place to stop right after that reveal that with Dana so. yeah 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 mm.
1: and presumably now Nolan is going to take a much bigger role in uh, in the next part of the
3: game the one yep. mechanic we've and you not... need to watch that that uh, that uh, animated movie so you know I'll def- a bit more about Nolan. I might
1: yeah. I might watch a bit bit tonight before bed and then watch the rest of it in the morning the mm. one mechanic that we've not spoken about and Jim you went to talk about it earlier and that cut you off in your prime and said we'll come back to it and we didn't was the blowing out the windows to create the vacuum and what that can oh, do. right enough, yeah. yeah. I'll make a note that that'll be one of the first things we talk about next time. Cool. Because that is important and, and fun. Yeah. Uh, and also very frustrating if you haven't got the foggiest of what's going on and why you keep dying.
4: Um, <laughs> but,
1: yeah, that was a thing. That, that was definitely a thing. Uh, we will come back to that. We will come back to that next time. But, gentlemen... Thank you so much for your company on this tour of the first five chapters. Enjoying it so far, Mads? Yes, I'm loving
3: it. It's, it's great.
2: Jim, good to be back. Absolutely. I've put on um, uh, the Instagram, it's like pulling on a pair of blood-soaked slippers. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> nice. lovely <Look laughs> imagery. And Andy, you're going to
1: continue your terribly evil and... Nefarious ways through the next part of the game, I assume.
0: (laughs) I will do indeed, and enjoy every minute of it as well. I love it. It's what a great game, and it's just more of the same as a few differences, but you know, more of the important, more of the the same of the good stuff, basically. And I can't get enough of it. I love
1: it. Such a good game. Yes, good stuff. Next time, next time, next time, next time, he says, buying time. While he checks what the next milestone is, uh,
3: and while he figures that out, let me just say I, I'm playing this on the Series X. That quick resume feature on the Series X, that is mana sent from heaven, man. Yeah. That is so good. I, I get to just dip in for for 20 minutes, turn it off, then I get back to my console and in. in for five seconds, it's there again. I don't even need to reload a save game because it's just snapshot. It's just a safe state really, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: And it it works. And it works. It It just works. It just works. works.
1: Andy, does that work using the 360 disc in the same it way? It does exactly that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? These
3: guys are playing the exact same game that I'm playing on Game Pass because that's what happened when you. What happens when you put in a disc? Isn't yeah. that it? Actually, uses the disc. Yeah, it just does. says, yeah, "Okay, yeah. you do have this game," and then it fetches it from uh, from yeah, their it's servers. It's just a ROM, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well done, Mads. Filling up that space. Uh, so the next section, chapters six to twelve, feels like a big section. There's a seven. Chapters, mm. um, but I am told that that is another good place to to have a break. So chapters six to twelve next time. Ah. Uh, we've 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 potentially got a very quick turnaround on this. Uh, mm. We'll see how we get on. Uh, we have got a diary slot book for next week, so hopefully these episodes will come a little bit a little bit thicker and faster now as we move on. But we'll see we'll see whether we can all get through it, and uh, we're going to try. Seven chapters. Hopefully, I'm told, it's no more than five hours-ish of game time, even though some of these chapters are quite short, I believe. Hmm. Um, So stick with us as we make our way through the sprawl, through the plot. And, uh, gentlemen, I look forward to recording with you next time, and we'll see what reveals come out of it. Very, very quickly, shout-out to Mads.
3: No, none.
2: Andy? Everybody who listens, everybody who plays. Good man. Jim? Uh, just on the spot, just deadlock for uh, the keeping the website running and uploading this episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cheers. <laughs> From me, Dean Swain, for the covers and the support to all the Discord members to all the listeners. See you next time.